Drinks for entertainment. Poor news. Foodies watching movies. Adults and gaming. Podcast read the voice of survival. Kids for sale. Gallif Radio. Bruise with dudes. Journey into wrestling. Journey into comics network. Journeyintocomics.com. Journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. We're gonna fuck the sodomites in the heritage. It's episode 76. I don't have any energy. I know. But we got Alex here. Alex is all the energy. What up? Alex, uh, am I, though? I'm really not. You're challenged today. Alex <laughs> yeah, is for that. the energy. I've challenged you to have energy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's episode 76. Uh, we're here yet another week, and uh, the chat is, like, already off the hook. It's crazy. Like, we have people from, apparently, Oregon. <laughs> Thinking we're from Oregon, it's like, nope, we're Lafayette, Indiana. Yeah, Andy Ace is like, Indiana? How the hell did I get here? <laughs> well, Andy, uh, I think every one of us in this room asks ourselves that same question <laughs> every morning when we wake up in this frigid wasteland of a shithole called Indiana. Alex, you can you can have my last uh, zombie dust. Aww. You I'm know kidding. I love some zombie dust. I'm kidding. I have one more upstairs. Oh, thank you, sir. You know he's got like a little, like this block wall in this basement. Like there's one <laughs> block says, that's false. And he says, in my defense, I'm high. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair y- you can do that there. It's legal there. But he's got one one block that the face the face is false, and he has to like tap on a certain corner and it mm-hmm. pops out and it's just a it's just a, a frigid case. Or a six-pack of fucking zombie dust. Mm-hmm. It's just ready to rock. It's, it's been a while. Elixir. It's been a while since I've actually had to buy beer around here. Because I've just i been so stocked up on 450 North beer that I haven't needed to get anything. Ah, he's like, now I know why I follow you guys. You're beer, you're beer people. Love beer people. We're beer people. We are beer people. We I'm have a, another an show. We have another show on our uh, podcasting network called Brews with Dudes, if you want to check that out. It's only about beer. Yeah, it's literally only about beer. Occasionally, they'll... Okay, they'll tangent a lot into other things. But, uh, but it's, it's all relevant. All, all they comes do, back to beer. Yeah, all they do is taste new beers that they've never had before, and they'll tell you about it. And it they don't try to, like, uh, it's this hop mixed yeah. with this hop, and it's brewed... This way. This isn't high class no. beer society. <laughs> they they literally they taste it. They're like, wow, that's pretty good. This is why it's good. This, this is, is why it's bad. This is why it's bad. This is why I think it's good. Indeed. <laughs> this is what it tastes like. And uh, in response to Josh Curry, 
I disagree. I've had some light beers that are pretty pretty tasty, even though I don't drink light beer. Like Takati light, like Takati is my staple. If I'm if I was gonna die today, I'd be butt chugging some fucking Takati. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right, but Takati's actually not bad. I, I don't mind Takati. I've never had it. It's it's. Pre- I mean, it's, what are so, you thinking of this? It's pretty good. I like it. I think it's pretty plain. Yeah, it is. Um, out of their two new distros, this is one of their distros. Uh, the other is Fountain of Juice. I still like Fountain of Juice more. Okay, but this is I pretty good. I haven't had that one either. But this is pretty good. Um, the story behind me getting this beer, though, so. Two weeks ago, my uh, middle brother turned 21. Woo-woo. He turned 21. Uh, he had a rough night. He was only out for three hours on his 21st. <laughs> uh, he started at Harry's Chocolate Shop. That's a, he that, started that's there. That's usually where you end. That's what I told him. See, I've always been a big boycotter of Harry's. I just don't like going there. I've never been there. I haven't been there since I was like I just typically, probably like 23. I just but typically don't to go to campus. There. Yeah, that's what everybody's always told me is you end at Harry's. Stacy and I, my friend Stacy and I were really smart. We would... Uh, go out to other bars and it would get to be like two o'clock in the morning we'd go to harry's we would eat the free popcorn and we would scavenge for drinks that people ordered and never drank so we nice. would just like steal them thanks nice uh yeah so he went to harry's and then i think he went to brothers and then he ended his night at the cactus where at some point he decided i'm gonna puke and rally <laughs> instead of going to the bathroom and throwing up in a toilet oh, or something oh, in I the bet. privacy of a stall he throws. He finds a trash can and throws up in it. And they're like, "Hey, you don't get out of here! Do that. Get out of here!" Yeah, we don't. We don't allow that round here. <laughs> so he's like, "Okay." So Uh-oh. next night, my mom visits, and she's the. This is the first time everyone's been over here to my new house. Okay. And Logan brings two four packs, one of four fifty nugs, one of payday. And he's like, "Here you go," and I was like, "You just turned twenty one, and you're buying me beer." <laughs> Good, what a good brother. I like, For I real, like this I'm, guy. I'm digging this it. This guy's got it figured out. <laughs> I bring tribute. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm down for that. So, yeah. But other than other than like him bringing me those beers, which I don't like payday, so that's that's for you when you're here. I like it. I mean. I don't it, like it. It's as, it's as flavorful and plain as a generic IPA needs to be. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely better than Antihero. Josh Curry says, I always feel like light beer should be sweeter, like it's a soft drink, but don't hate them. They're meant to be pretty plain, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's it's for yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's for quantity over quality. Oh, absolutely. Thing, you know? mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're supposed to supposed to not regret the amount of carbs that you intake with a light beer. I mean, that's why there's a lot of really beer. So, last Friday, I think it was last Friday, Miranda and I, we went to the liquor store. She just wanted some drinks. I, I wasn't originally going to get anything. I was just going to look at their selection. You're just going to peruse? And uh, see what they had there. And I'll, I, I didn't see anything I really wanted. Nothing I wanted to spend more than 5 10 bucks on, which I ended up spending 9 because I because I went, I went ahead and got some Jack Daniels watermelon punch. Me and her were going to get a white girl wasted. I don't typically drink that shit unless I'm at a concert and it's like nine dollars a can. Man, that that one that <laughs> I got the last concert we went to was nasty. Really? Yeah. The, the down home punch. Yeah, I mean it was gross. I dug that. Like, remember I gave you guys the one that I bought? 
Yeah, that's right. Because it was, I mean, it was nasty. Miranda said it was gross, too. You know what they call a light beer with alcohol content or high alcohol content? Vodka. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's the way I go for the hard stuff. Barbie Stacy says, Alex, why are you so quiet? I am so tired. We're all tired. This is probably going to end up being a shorter show, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I had a lot of coffee today, and I'm still tired. I think it's this fucking shitty weather. Yeah. I've just had a couple, a rough couple nights of sleep, and I've been getting up at 4 a.m. like every day uh, doing this this team leader shit. It's really stressing me out and draining me, but. 4 a.m. Gotta go. Uh, 4 a.m., I've been asleep two hours. I used to have to be at work at 4 a.m. I would die. I'd. No, I wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't die. I'd kill myself. Actually. Sometimes, I to. sometimes I get up at four a.m. because I have. I'm going to the gym. Other times I go. I get up at four a.m. because uh, Miranda now has to be at work at four a.m. Mm-hmm. So I got to get her kids to the babysitter. Your kids. And, yeah, my kids too. My stepkids. Our children. Our children. Thanks for correcting me. I guess. Um, <laughs> I got to get our kids to the babysitter in Rossville. So. I got in order for me to be at my place of work on time. I got to get them to Rossville by five a.m. So, yeah. I can't even get myself anywhere on time, let alone children or. Well, it's weird. Like here lately, especially the last couple months, like I get up, and I get up relatively around the same time every day. I have to be at work at six thirty, and like the first half an hour, like even like I normally take a shower in the morning. Even the first. Like, even if I take a shower, I just blindly stumble around my house. Like, I'll have... I'm real bad if I don't have, like, clothes and stuff laid out. My whole fucking morning's fucked up because I can't find anything. Even if I know exactly where it's at, I won't be able to find it. And I have things placed in strategic positions. So I have to charge those headphones that I talked about a minute ago every night. I charge them on my couch. (laughs) because <laughs> it's got a little charging station in it. Nice. If I don't set, like, my wallet or my knife or my hat by those headphones, I'll forget them every day. Every day. Oh, yeah. So, like, my morning everything. my morning routine has to be... Precise. Precise, or, or it fucks my whole day. Do you like to look at the amount of alarms I oh, yeah. set in the mine's, morning? Mine's exactly yeah. the same way. Yeah, all there's f- like seven of them in all there. Are right, we comparing, I, uh, I par- comparing them alarms? I things. Stop snoozing, wake up, wake up, bitch. <laughs> like, actually get up. Seriously, wake up, dumbass. One's just alarm. I have five one alarms. One is get your ass up, and one is wake the fuck up. Mine so. all used to be, they all used to have the same caption. Get the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> uh, and then I, I have my 12.30 p.m. alarm that says take your medicine so you don't end it all. I want to <laughs> give a quick shout out. Josh Curry, who's been in the comments already, he says, hey, from the UK, we have somebody in England right now Hell yeah. watching That's us. So it. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Yeah, thank you so much for stopping by and watching the show. Uh, please subscribe to us uh, by liking the page or subscribing to us on Podbean or iTunes. You'll get a bunch of shit. So, uh, yeah, back to my alarms. I have 4 a.m., 4.10, and those are my, like, I'm getting up at 4 a.m. alarms. And then I got my regular alarms. 5 a.m., 5.15, and 5.20. My, 5.20 is my, you got to get out the fucking door. My alarms all have to be set, like, three minutes apart. And as Skylar just put in the comments, I don't listen to any of them. They Same. Don't, they don't, I mean, they will not wake me up. My alarms are mostly, like, okay, one or two of them are for me to wake up. 
the rest of them are just like waypoints for my to day. To let you know like where I should where be at in my morning. So I've no, got 440, 457, <laughs> 5, 505, 525, 535, 6. If I'm not up by the last one, I'll be late. Yeah. And the last one, if I'm not at, like moving around my house when that last alarm goes off, I'm already late for work. Oh yeah. So I just put on pants and I go to work. Mine just I pee. Depend. I pee and I brush my teeth. That's good. Throw on some deodorant. Hopefully. I go to work. Yeah. Um it's speaking of brushing your teeth. Like we're all we're all young adults. hard working professionals. Oh. Yes. And adults. Indeed. I mean, I those mean technically, yes. I'm, yeah. I'm an adult. The other day, uh Skylar and I were at the grocery store and like not two hours before we went to the grocery store, I saw a new a commercial for a new toothpaste. Yeah. And I've been dealing with some tooth sensitivity because I've been so stressed out lately, so I'm clenching my jaw mm. in my sleep. Mm-hmm. So I bought sensitive toothpaste like three weeks ago. It's expensive. It hardly fucking works. It's nasty. Normally, I'm an Arm & Hammer toothpaste guy. Colgate. Like, well, I used to be Colgate. I go through phases. Um, Do you remember, you remember Tourette's guy? Yeah, yeah. Remember when he called the Colgate uh, customer service? <laughs> yes. yes. I bought your Colgates. I come on, you. <laughs> bought your Colgate. <laughs> Can't even fucking say it. The one with tartar control, and it made me feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw this new. I, so I saw much. this new Colgate commercial, that was like an like. All toothpaste is like all-in-one toothpaste. Mm-hmm. And anytime you have a whitening agent in your toothpaste, it counteracts any of the tooth sensitivity agents. Like, mm-hmm. whitening toothpaste makes your teeth more sensitive. It's fucking science. So, like, having it all-in-one has always been a gimmick. But Colgate has this new toothpaste out that's legitimately all-in-one. Like, there's whitening agents... There's like 10 times the amount of sensitivity agents to counteract the whitening agent. Hmm. There's all this other shit. So I was like, I saw that commercial, and it was fucking capitalism in its finest. So it is Colgate. It's Colgate. Oh, yeah. I saw this, oh, yeah. I saw oh, this yeah. fucking commercial, and I had to have this toothpaste. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, it, like, it reeled you in. We yeah, walked. That's such an adult thing. We walked in fucking <laughs> Meyer, and the first thing we did was went and hunted down this fucking toothpaste. Like, nope, you get a cart. Ruby and I are going to the toothpaste aisle because I have to get this toothpaste. So while we're on the subject of, like, super mundane adult things, did you see Mucinex has an all-in-one now? Yes. Wow. Mucinex. Remember when the Mucinex commercials were, like, mildly funny? (laughs) Check me out. I'm a a Mucinex gay or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that was was probably (laughs) the best impression. It was, like, Joe Pesci and... Danny DeVito like fusion danced and became one thing. That was the music yes. snot block. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Josh Curry. Yeah, thank like you very much. Subs. We appreciate it. Hell yeah. Uh, Share it around too if you don't mind. Yeah, I remember like the the biggest thing. So I'm I've I've always been a big Mucinex guy. Okay. Like it's it's always really helped me. I'm a big Sudafed guy. But go ahead. I I've, Sudafed works like a fucking charm too, especially I like if you're mixing them. Mixing Sudafed with what? Mucinex. Oh. 
Get, I'm not, not making uh, meth. Not, he's not making <laughs> meth, folks. Not making meth. Not making meth. I'm making <laughs> making my body be less awful. <laughs> but uh, I, I remember, so like I've always been a big Mucinex guy, and I've always been like at the store looking at the selection of Mucinex, like, all right, which one best fits my concerns? <laughs> now they have all in one, and it yeah. includes pain, pain relief. Mm-hmm. Well, Sudaf- so you don't have to take the Tylenol Su- with it. Sudafed's had the pressure plus pain for a while. and For 20 bucks, it better be all in fucking one. Well, if you buy the generic, it's 6 bucks, and it actually has more active ingredients really? than the name brand stuff. But for a long time, like, you know the the Mucinex D, like their maximum strength? You mean strength? DM? Yeah. Yeah. They're fucking, they're A-bomb of nu- Mucinex. <laughs> like, it's the sodium. Episode title. It's the, it's, <laughs> It's the sodium bomb it that the Russians dropped in, in Siberia. As far the, as the Sarbamba? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> sure, no, there, it is. It's yeah. the largest nuclear device ever uh, yeah. exploded. So that uh, exploded. I would I would take mucin or Sudafed pressure plus pain, and the Mucinex DM Max, to the point I would take it twice as often as I was supposed to. So it literally got to the point where there was just it, – it wasn't even like snot anymore at that point. It was just water constantly running out of my nose. Good. And there's been a couple times the last couple of years where that is the only way that I can get over a cold. Like drinking a case of water a day and literally just doing a sinus purge. <laughs> so, but yeah – Demons begun. We're not. We're not being paid to advertise for Musinex no. or Sudafed. <laughs> I wish we were. But, but we hey, could be. Uh, we're looking at you. Cut us a check because <laughs> we just sold at least five suburban mothers and a guy living in a trailer park some Musinex and Sudafed. <laughs> and a guy from the UK. Yes. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Andy A says Musinex liquid tastes like a small patch IPA in Oregon. I don't know. I can't. I can't confirm that. The but li- you seem to be the expert gross. on. Uh, Andy also is... said earlier that nothing wakes you up like a good bender, vomit, and rally. I agree. I mean, it's true. Been there. <laughs> like you just you get your full on second wind after you've had your second wind. So you shouldn't even be alive at that point, but you vomit and you're like, "Wow, I didn't know that I was here, but I am." It has restored me. Yeah. <laughs> It's like eating this fucking senzu bean. Do you feel? Do you feel this right now? This is this energy that we're giving. This is cool because we were Speed. we were both we were all dead, and now we're talking. Exactly. And, yeah, we're and it, it's it's really cool. It's really cool how you that. can it's feed symbiosis. Yeah, it, symbiosis. <laughs> Fuck you, Tyler. <laughs> no, it's it's really cool how like you can be just so dead and drained, and all it takes is like one good conversation or. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're perked up and you're having a good time. It's, it's mental stimulation, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's awesome. That's really great when that can happen. Like I, <laughs> I just with the drop of a hat too. It's totally spontaneous. Oh yeah, that's why at, when I'm at work, I hang around Brandon a lot because when he's ready to talk, he'll talk. Well, so and there's there's sometimes where I'm just like where he's just not talking, and I'm just standing by him waiting, <laughs> and he's and he's, he's just talking. he just keeps looking at me like, hey man. <laughs> What you doing over here? I'm like, something? like yeah, that's what I look like. Cause I'm just, I'm just standing there, <laughs> just, just waiting for I'm you just, to talk. I'm me. just standing there, and right, like, I'll, I'll pop in on him and Mike, and I'll, and he'll be like, 
what's up? <laughs> I'm like, nothing, man. Just waiting. Just uh, joining the podcast. Just listening. Just listening to the podcast is what I tell him because it's it's the way he talks. It's like a mini podcast. Well, and all, I mean, all of us have been doing podcasts long enough that if we're having an in-depth conversation, that's essentially what we're doing. It's just not being recorded. <laughs> mm-hmm. Josh says, this Sudafed chat is what I subbed for. Keep it up. Kissy face. <laughs> Hell yeah. And Andy A says, yeah, you guys are rocking. You're welcome. Well, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I'll, I'll just hang out. Like, especially now that I'm being, like, team leader for, like, the next three months. Right. Like, I, I, by the way, I have email access. They gave me an email Whoa. login. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can get on the computers now. I can get on. I can log on to the computers and check, like, the, the production notes to see why we're down or, like, what's going on out in Trim Shop. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can look at the numbers, like, oh, are we close to being done? <laughs> refresh, refresh, refresh. Has <laughs> the number changed? <laughs> but I also have email. So I've been emailing, like, my buddies that are team leaders, like, Torres. Like Torres. Uh, he he texted me the other day because apparent apparently he somehow found out that I touched the 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 cobra. Oh no! Because one of our robot techs told me how to change the pressure on it, and all it took was up or down, up or down. It's like you either go up or you go down. It's like that's all you got to do, dude. It's very complex. I'm like, all right, I can do this. He's like, yeah, that way you don't got to bug Aaron or me. He's like. Don't let Aaron know I told you that because he'll probably get pissed. <laughs> he doesn't like people touching his robots. His no. cobra. That's the cobra. the cobra. The cobra. Has the um, cobra claimed its first victim yet? No, not yet. Damn it. Uh, Cameron's still alive. <laughs> uh, Back to what you were talking about with the like re-energizing and whatnot. Like, yeah. A lot of people get drained by other people, but I'm the opposite. Oh, no, like, absolutely. I, I can, I can do I'm both. If I'm by myself, I'm just like dead. But if I get around people, that's when I start getting hyped up it takes a very it takes a very particular type of person to drain me i mean i'm i'm very (laughs) we know a couple yes i'm very comfortable working by myself especially if i have uh you know small electronic devices to keep me satisfied you don't know what i mean by that i might be talking about a pocket rocket you don't know but uh talking about a bullet i am a magic bullet up his butt Yep, all the time. All the time. <laughs> it's buzzing on on setting eleven right oh, now. God, it's the only thing keeping me alive. Setting eleven. <laughs> Shit. It, Damn. I said I was trying to say it's the only thing keeping me alive, and I said it's the only thing keeping me eleven. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I think everyone in this room knows that I have the ability to be an extremely judgmental person. <laughs> No. Which what? has gotten you. Be- which has gotten better, but Aww, look at you. it's along the same lines of like. Andy says Hitachi for the win. Yes. <laughs> if it if you are draining me mentally, you are going out of your way to do it now at this point. Mm-hmm. Same. And there's like there's a, been a few people that I work with that I have. There's two specific people, and I have confronted one of them about it like man you just gotta relax like you don't have to ask a million questions just do the task that's laid out for you and then go home like you don't have to over engineer or re-engineer and over analyze like i get it i used to be that way just fucking breathe man yeah and like he won't he doesn't get it he fucking 
He's telling people behind my back that I'm fucking arrogant. Like, I'm sure that I can be that way, and I used to be arrogant, but I'm not. Like, especially I enjoy the job that I'm doing. I just want to do my work and go home. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think I think all of us just want to go to work and go home. Whether Absolutely. we enjoy our job or not. I mm-hmm. mean, I get a lot of satisfaction out of the job that I do now. And, 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 I mean, for that matter, I did while I was at Subaru, too, because of the group of people that I was around. Yeah. Um, but, man, if you if you are fucking draining me, you are doing something wrong. Right. Same. And, you know, I I get drained just because of the type of work that I do. Right. But it's still, like, I love my job, and I love the people I work with, and I love what I do. But, yeah, if you're really, really draining me, mm-hmm. like, specifically, then you're trying hard. Oh, yeah. You're, pu- you're pushing all the wrong buttons on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that's the way that I look at it. I, mean, I myself. And anybody who knows me really well knows that I can pretty much get along with about Oh, yeah. Guy. Absolutely. So. Uh, yeah. I myself. So, I, I teeter between introvert and extrovert. I'm a, I, I, you're I'm definitely a, the happy medium. I'm an introverted extrovert, and I'm an extroverted introvert. Absolutely. What you doing there? Popping up? I'm, oh, I'm yeah. trying to oh. go like old dad's feet. leaning back. Oh yeah, he's he's like he's quarter chub. <laughs> he's quarter chub on the dad chair. Well, I'm quarter chub all the time. Yeah. Okay. But no, so uh, I'm I'm that happy medium, as you said. I'm the perfect happy medium where sometimes I need in order to charge the batteries, I need to be left the fuck alone, and sometimes in order to get my get a little pep in my step, I need a good conversation with some good people. Well, there's been times, especially when I worked at Subaru, some good social energy. That you, I mean, cuz I love to talk. Yeah. When you you there was a few times you looked at me and you're like, "Man, I just I don't have it in me to have the level of conversation that you want to have." I know, you'd and be it, like, there would be times we'd be working together and be like, "So, you're not talking today?" <laughs> I'd be like, "I don't know what you want to talk about." <laughs> or you'd be like, are you going to fuck, like, it'd be an hour into working together. Are you going to fucking talk to me or what? I'm like, not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. You rethink your attitude, mister. <laughs> you better drop that if you want me to talk to you. Right, but, I mean, yeah, you are definitely the happy medium. Yeah. and it, If it, there's good conversation, you're in it. If it's not worthwhile, you are just content with being there. in your own brain. Yeah, there. Yeah, that, it, I, I exist. There, there are some people that just don't understand that way that that wavelength well they think that you're being an asshole just yeah. because you don't want to talk or or they think that they're not good enough or yeah uh it's it's rough like miranda my wife for those listening <laughs> uh she she doesn't some she doesn't get sometimes that i need to be alone and i need to be left in my own mm-hmm. headspace uh which Lately hasn't been very much of an issue. I've been I've been kind of riding that you know social wavelength for a little while, but no, so she she just doesn't understand that, and it, it's it's tough explaining that to her. That like in order for me to like recharge and you know get my energy back from all the other draining activities of the day, I just need to be left alone. You gotta isolate. Yeah, we, I, I mean yeah. I I know like you said a minute ago that you struggle being drained when you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. And and I'm kind of on the teeter-totter in between where I really like to be by myself, but there's a happy medium where if I'm if I'm by myself for too long, then, you know, then I spiral the wrong direction. And I absolutely need some alone time. Oh, yeah. Everybody I, does. Everybody I think, does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think especially I our generation doesn't acknowledge the fact that 
You we don't ha- have to be with somebody all well, the time. Well, I mean, as a species, we rely on other human interaction. Mm-hmm. Like, we need it. But you also need to be cognitive of the fact that you don't have to be fully self-sufficient all the time, but you have to be able to detach from all the shit that's going on because mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to get wrapped up in it and then it, you're going to be in situations that are out of your control just so you can be around other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people just don't know how to be alone with themselves right? and their thoughts and they're like, okay, I don't want to think about this. They get too much into their own head and mm-hmm. they can't deal with that. So they're like, okay, I need to be around people and that's how you get into like really dependent mm-hmm. relationships with people whether it be romantic or friendship or otherwise yeah i so. mean people i've had pretty pretty good debates with people about that where normally I'm, I'm on the spectrum where things are black and white or at least i am for a lot of issues it either is or it is not but the head on this is just insane because that's I just, what she said i just barely poured a little bit in thank you for the giggle like, i appreciated that but uh i'm a lot of times i'm very very steadfast and it is either this way or it is not and and that's obviously not always the case but i've had like knockdown drag out arguments with people about us having the ability to be alone it's an important skill that a lot of people don't have. Well, and a lot of people are in denial about the fact that over time and through conscious decisions and trying trying to get yourself in that mindset that it's achievable. A lot of people just, you know, especially our generation are like, well, I can only function around other people. Well, because people are connected to, connected to each other constantly. Right. You have a phone. Yep. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's been barely pouring it. I know. But yeah, like they're connected. (laughs) They're connected constantly on your phone or just whatever. And so being alone, even when you're sitting by yourself talking to somebody. Could you imagine living in the early 20th century where you actually had to go speak to people? I mean, actually, yeah, because I'm good with that. Right. (laughs) I mean, we all have the ability to, to, um, survive i guess in a social climate yeah we're in this really cool in between where uh we experienced both technology and before serious technology Mm -hmm. serious we we grew up in the age in between the age of communication which is where we're at now Mm -hmm. and the age of analog analog yeah yeah i I like that i I like that term Mm -hmm. did you did you guys i mean you guys are a little bit older than me did you guys have to take typing classes when you were in elementary school uh, yeah a little bit do you remember bit. like this is a computer this is how you use it i mean do you guys remember doing that shit very little yeah kids don't do that now the most i did because on computer was math blaster and oregon trail yes yes Hell yeah. okay like um i loved that- oh there was one oregon it was trail like five. spelling and oh what was that called look it up but like okay so all those all those like interactive learning games that was how uh, the teachers and the administration came up with to get us exposed to technology on a grander scale because a lot of it still wasn't affordable. So with government budgets and things like that, let's put some of this technology in schools. Let's get all these kids exposed to it. How do we get them um, 
how do we get them excited about this technology? Yeah. Which to a lot of kid, you know, like seven, eight year old kids, oh, that just looks like a TV. You know, it looks like. Well, what is what was our generation starting to be obsessed with? Video games. Mm-hmm. Yes. You fucking make interactive video games. You can play Mortal Kombat with your guy in Vietnam. Sure. I can't remember the exact quote. It's but, cable guy. Oh man, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, sorry, I'm looking up '90s computer. No, you're games. fine. But that, but that was how, how they got us engaged in it. Otherwise, yeah. it would have been even more difficult than it already was. Like, what the fuck's this magic picture box? <laughs> Brandon Stone, if he listen, if he listens to this, he would appreciate the magic picture box comment. But um, now kids don't have to do that. Like, we are very strict with Ruby as far as, like, not the amount of TV that she watches, but now we don't, like, turn the TV on and just let her watch it. Like, she is, we we are watching it, and then when we're done watching it, it's not just her sitting on the couch, like, staring at the box, or the screen, you know? But she already knows how to use a cell phone. She's two. Yeah. She knows how to use uh, the iPad. She's yeah. two. And we don't let her, we don't just plop the iPad in her hands and put her in the corner and then forget about her like a lot of parents do. Mm -hmm. And she fucking knows how to do it already. So her, I don't know, it's crazy. Well, like, we we weren't exposed to technology that early on in our, in our development, but they, they have, but. They don't have an option. Yeah, one, they don't have an option. Two, uh, the younger you are, the more able you are to grasp on new right. things mm-hmm. like your your mind's developing at that rapid of a race that race pace, pace that you can just grasp onto things that's that's why i i seriously wish um in my early childhood people would have fostered my uh love of music because mm-hmm. i would have gotten into it way faster i would have been i would be accelerated way beyond where i am now which is very mediocre. Well, I think I think that's part of the reason. That I, I, I totally agree because I think that's part of the reason I struggle with uh, music so much. You know, I have a deep love and appreciation for a lot and such a broad catalog of music, and I've always had a desire to play music, but I've struggled with it, trying mm-hmm. to learn, especially teach myself. I just don't have that, but I I mean now. Now that I think, go back and think about it, I was exposed to hard work and responsibility and accountability and, like, this is how you make money for yourself. Like, that was how I was steered. So I didn't have a big appreciation for music when I was a kid because I, I didn't have it. I didn't really get exposed to music until after I was damaged. You know, that that's <laughs> it why it was I, there for me. That's why I have such an appreciation for music because I was damaged and at the time that I was damaged it, boop just plug and play like mm-hmm. here is how you cope with this trauma. Mm-hmm. It's music and that's all you've got. Mm-hmm. So I totally agree that if especially in our school systems and you know I've talked about this at length on the show and I think Alex and I have discussed it on the show before maybe the first time that she was on the show, but like all these public uh, school systems that are cutting like their arts programs Mm -hmm. because of our political climate, you know, they don't really have an option. 
You can't pay people if you don't have the budget. You can't buy equipment if you don't have the budget. And, like, teachers buying packs of pencils, like, I don't... I've seen some people throw a fit because, well, teachers shouldn't have to provide their own school supplies. They do it because they want to... They care about their job. Okay, well, I'm an electrician. I have to buy all my own tools. Yeah. You know? I don't... I want to buy my own tools. I want to buy the shit that I want. You yeah, know? absolutely. Um, I don't want cheap. I don't want a budget dictating what I work with on a daily basis. And if, like, if you said, "Hey, man, what tools? What tools should I buy since I own a home now to, to maintain and renovate my home?" I wouldn't say, "Well, the government budget dictates that this is what mm-hmm. you have to yeah, spend yeah. on a tool." Like that's dumb. So teachers buying like school, like me- minimal school supplies, that's always been okay to me because that just sh- that just shows to me that that person cares that much more about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I feel like almost it should be like you can buy whatever you want, but you only get reimbursed up to this amount or right. something like Absolutely. that. Um, I think you know education is. Right, especially in our political climate right now, it's the most important thing that we have. Mm-hmm. We have education, we have um, inequalities in America. I would put that at number two, because if you educate, you don't have as much inequality, mm-hmm. because then everyone is being educated at the same level, not standardized test bullshit. Actually, being educated, learn, learn. Learn and actually have people teaching and not just collecting a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, teaching, not just regurgitating knowledge. Correct. Mm-hmm. A curriculum that yes. someone else wrote. Yeah, fuck that. Um, yeah. I want I want teachers that are passionate about what they're teaching, mm-hmm. and it's just you don't get that anymore. Right. That's sad. Well, you don't get that as much. Yeah. As much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I mean, we've. I don't know. I I know he felt about school about the same way that I did, but. There, I vividly, I vividly remember the teachers that gave a shit, and I, I explicitly remember the te- teachers that did not did give not. a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool that we're talking about this. So, I've been going back into the backlog of uh, the Joe Rogan podcast mm-hmm. and downloading individual episodes where there's people on there that I I want to listen to, and I'm on I think the second Neil deGrasse Tyson episode his episodes are some of my favorite. oh they're so good and it's so funny to hear him cuss <laughs> like it, 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 no it, it's hilarious hearing I'm him sure. hearing him go what the fuck you talking about <laughs> hearing him hearing him talk I, and I, I think i know what you're gonna bring up hearing him talk about education oh reform, yeah yeah because it's he, it's just mind-blowing he says we are all we are all born scientists mm-hmm. we are all born and grow up scientists but at some point a switch flips and and it's because of our educational system mm-hmm. it's because we don't have people teaching or they're <sighs> we don't have people and, and and this isn't what he said but this is how i'm going to regurgitate it we don't we have the seeds have all been planted we are we naturally don't have curious people tending the crops Kids are naturally curious, and you have to foster that curiosity. Otherwise, it's just it's going it to disappear. Away. You just become a robot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, don't let me forget. There's more. I don't want to go in detail with Rogan, but don't bring Rogan up again after I finish spieling. Spiel away. Um, <laughs> but so 
we need to focus on education. With education, we combat a lot of our inequality issues. And then if we focus on education, that nips the inequality in the bud. Then we can focus on, um, you know, existential issues that affect the entire world. How we continue to propagate our species, whether it's here, whether it's in space, whether we burrow a fucking hole to the center of the planet and then we find, you know, a utopia down there. I mean, we're not going to get to the point where we we leave this prison. I I look at Earth as a prison for our species. Mm -hmm. We have taken and we take, 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 and we do very little to maintain the already damaged home that we have. We have to look somewhere else. There has to be, um, there has to be change on some level. Whether that's extreme population control, which I think all of us can agree is not should not be option number one. <laughs> it hasn't worked out very well in the past. Um, really <laughs> well, I mean, the Spanish the Spanish flu did a good job of population control in a very short amount of time. That's a uh, pretty natural. Well, I'm I'm just saying population <laughs> control on any level, whether it's man-made, whether it's yeah. you know an act of nature, blah 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 blah. Um, but if you there's a trash can right there, oh, or you there. can put it on the floor. Yeah, just put it on the floor and I'll throw it in the trash can. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get um, it. but if you look at like popular science fiction. And it, it's kind of weird to bring this into a serious topic, but if you look at popular science fiction. To have a unified Earth, like, in all of these science fiction narratives, like, people don't, we don't get off of this rock until there is a reason that all of us can kind of band together and then pool knowledge and resources and get the fuck out of here, right? I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah. So, we're we're at that point already with overpopulation, the inability to feed that population, which is a lot more than it should be based on the amount of space that we have, mm-hmm. and climate change. Climate change is a real thing, okay? Anybody that says climate change isn't real is very uned- <laughs> very uneducated yeah. and buying into the wrong political doctrine, mm. okay? Climate change is natural. It's cyclical. It happens no matter what. There are things that speed this process up. Without, without the, so we are a variable. Without us, it's still speeding up on its own. Okay, so as far as you always hear about greenhouse gases and all that bullshit, we contribute to the depletion of the ozone layer, which warms the planet. Like that is scientific fact. So every man made thing that puts carbon emissions into the air, depleting the ozone layer and, and warming the planet because there's more carbon dioxide than oxygen, blah, 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 blah. Insulating the planet is a fraction of just cows. Yeah. The world's <laughs> I was about to say, farming. The world's population of cows is like quintuple to the power of 10. What's even bigger than that 
is the Earth's natural gas deposits. Yeah. Every swamp, every bog, every geyser is constantly putting carbon dioxide, methane, uh, you know, naturally occurring, uh, occurring butane, you know, all these gases into the atmosphere 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and have has done it since the planet was fucking created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We can't control that. That is out of our hands to control. So, yes, minimize your carbon footprint. Every little bit counts to prolonging the amount of time that we have to spend here as a species. <laughs> we need to yeah. be focused on getting, getting the off, fuck out, yeah. Getting out of here and we we, <laughs> we we have not we have not had the event on a global level to unite our species to where we're not Americans, we're not Europeans, we're not Africans. We're just people. We're just people. We're humans. Get the fuck out of here. We need to have have that Bill Pullman Independence Day speech. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is an epic fucking speech. (laughs) I love that speech. I love Um, that movie. Fucking 97. Hell yeah. Yeah. God, they ruined that franchise with the second movie, but... I like the second movie. Uh, It was not nearly as good. I don't like Liam Hemsworth, so... Yeah, I never thought so. Mm. Okay. He's just a... He's a... He's he's a discount Chris Hemsworth. He's a real... He's like a... He's like a... He's like a family dollar version of Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then there's... And then there's Luke Hemsworth. Is it Luke Hemsworth? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know him. I can't remember what he's been. There's a a third. There's a third Hemsworth. There's a third Hemsworth. It's like the younger they get, the more insignificant. They're like the Baldwin brothers. They just keep multiplying. (laughs) They're all hermaphrodites. They just divide. Ah. Um... But I wasn't going to say, like, Dollar General, because I fuck with Dollar General, okay? Like, okay. they've got some good, some good quality materials. And some not so good. Not good, <laughs> but if you need a bag of Doritos, hey, fam, we got you. We got you. want some Pop-Tarts that are actually better than name brand Pop-Tarts? Really? We got you. Hey. Clover Valley provides. I just want to say, my dad works for Frito-Lay, so I got name brand Doritos at any point I want. That's fair. I mean, generic <laughs> Doritos are still technically name brand Doritos. They're just packaged different. But I got, I, got, I got PepsiCo, Frito-Lay, fucking Doritos. I got capitalism's what I got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my ex's mom works there, so whenever I was with him, she'd send us home with, like, bags full of chips. Oh, yeah. I remember growing up, my dad would bring back giant boxes full of, like, the snack size. (laughs) We survived. We survived on snack, party snack, party-flavored snack mix for six months. Party-flavored? Party-flavored. What does a party taste like? The bold, the bold and spicy. (laughs) The party in your mouth. Uh, My mom put on there. That I am amazing. Thanks, Mom. I saw that earlier. We agree that she is amazing. That's That's why she's here. Wow, like we've been, it's been quiet for like maybe 10 to 20 minutes. They got bored and with it, our education. Like, talk. Andy Ace just pops in Frito fucking Lays, the best. <laughs> Y'all never made a Frito pie. <laughs> Absolutely, my man. Absolutely. I'm glad. I mean, I've noticed so it, on Facebook it says, uh, 
the viewers have been has it's been like six viewers like this entire time now it's down to three wonder now who, but wonder who it was i, I don't know I but so we've had some on there we've had some consistent viewers and i i, I like that that's that's, that's more than normal right and i'm digging it it's because i'm, I'm here and it. i shared it and I'm i appreciate it so much so. uh it, <laughs> fucking josh curry's still, still, still here and andy fucking hanging in there you guys we appreciate you I wonder if I wonder if they came from like so so we have this new show happy happy fun metal time I saw that. with uh, Nick and Dick and so Nick has his Nick is also the host of Brews with Dudes and Dungeons with Dudes <laughs> is it Dungeons with Dudes or Dungeons and Dudes Dungeons with Dudes with okay um, so <laughs> uh, like him sharing something because he already has the Doom Room and his bands and all this he's he's got like so many friends and he Nick is the promoter promoter he he is the promoter Mm -hmm. so when he shares something people watch it means shit it means shit so like I wonder how many people like got brought over to podcastrophy just because we did one the very first episode of happy fun metal time Mm -hmm. which by the way is every other Saturday live right here on podcastrophy. Actually, no, it's on the happy fun metal time. We, we had it. So we had a Nick and Dick page. And, uh, when we decided to just go ahead and do this metal show, we just, I was like, Nick, do you want to just, instead of making a new page, do you want to just repurpose the Nick and Dick page? (laughs) So we have this page that had like 89 followers. And suddenly they're just being bombarded with real content. Now you can do like a, (laughs) For the longest time, it was like maybe Nick and I would take a selfie together every few years. Right. <laughs> uh, Nick and Dick review household cleaning products. Like, just bombard that page with shit like that. Like, <laughs> I can just picture you and you and Nick sitting around a table, like, getting real ASMR with it. Oh, yeah. Really, really fucking going balls deep on reviewing we... a bottle of Palmolive dish soap. <laughs> I would love balls just balls deep. This balls is uh, Cecilia Christie says Dungeons with Dudes sounds kinky. This is uh, <laughs> this is Alaskan Mountain Breeze. Um, Hold on, a, let me do this. This is Alaskan Mountain Breeze. You just went like Sir David Attenborough with it, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, the whole point of ASMR is to, you know, have this really calm voice. And, right. Know, I'm sorry just, my voice just can't be, be calm. Just be relaxed. I'm always, I've always in flex. It's, it's got to be that. a constant static tone, and it, it's, it's to relax people, you know? I've I, been told that when I try to do that, I sound like I should work for a sex talk line. Ooh. So, yeah, by multiple people I, who I don't have a text. know each other. So. I have a text from Dave, Dave Linder. He goes, Dick! Yeah. That was that was it. That was it. Uh, Hi, Dave. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Andy says my safe word is bourbon barrel aged imperial stout. Have you heard of Dark Lord? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> that's a mouthful for a safe word. Yeah, that's that's quite well, a safe word. It's just to prolong. You know, it's to get that last. Just to few get that last in. little yes. bit in there. Absolutely. So, as as far as. I reminded myself I wanted to keep telling you Rogan stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're going through the backlog, which is essentially still what I'm doing, you know, because he's got over a thousand episodes. Um, I'm already through all the episodes I want to see or I want to listen to. Well, 
you you're all the through the, all the episodes that you think you want to listen to. Yeah, there's a bunch of people I don't know. So there's a guy named Peter Adia. Okay. You want to watch? You want to listen to that episode? I watch all of Rogan's episodes because a lot of times people get wrapped up in his, you know, kind of his cadence and ooh, like like how he does a podcast. People get very hooked on that. Yeah. Because I mean, it has a lot of production value. It's very very good to listen to. Um, but I actually like to see his guests. Like, there's been a lot of guests that he's had on that are spewing bullshit. And sometimes he calls them out on it, sometimes he doesn't. It just depends on the on the individual. But I like to see how that person is sitting in that chair. Like, if you watch the Tyson, DeGrasse Tyson episodes... I haven't seen that one yet. Well, any of them. Any there's, of them. More, there's multiple. Yeah, he's been on that show multiple okay. times. Okay, okay. Um, couple times in the 800s i mean he's been on the show like six times now um but if you if you actually sit down and like see how enthusiastic he is while he's explaining something to rogan or while rogan is explaining something to him for me it makes it that much more enjoyable to watch now of course i like to listen to it because i do it while i'm at work but Peter Adia is one that you want to listen to. Um, David Goggins. Yeah, I've seen all, his pop All up. the ones that he's been on, watch all of them. So, the ones I downloaded, obviously Neil, De- Neil deGrasse Tyson. You really dug the Paul Stamets. Paul one. Stamets, I dug the hell out of that one. It's one of my favorites. Because um, I learned a lot about mushrooms, which I have never experienced. I now want to it's very, a lot. It's very good. Um... And I'm talking about some, There's sil- a lot of some silly mushrooms. Those, so I want to try some silly mushrooms. Have you have you listened to the Paul Stamets Rogan? I have not. Do it. You learn a lot about mushrooms. Listen, like, well, I already you know just, a lot about you them. Just broadly. <laughs> well, you learn a lot about how psilocybin affects our brain chemistry, mm-hmm. which is incredible. I've done a lot of reading on stuff because mm-hmm. I'm always looking because I have like really bad depression mm-hmm. and so i'm always looking at like new age things and studies on that yes. well, the, F- the fda is now considering using psilocybin mushrooms. yes they, no, As- they, they've like let people do a lot of research mm-hmm. on that like studies and whatnot which is big for us it's huge because we're i mean i i'm a conservative guy with a lot of things but like you have the fda like taking some stigma away from something that ha- that's awesome that the conservative right and conservative left because that is a thing people don't mm-hmm. realize mm-hmm. but those two government parties have been controlling since the 50s yeah the media i was gonna say the media it's all been propaganda mm-hmm. for marijuana lsd right psilocybin any of that mm-hmm. shit so anything that's psychedelic, but it's been it's gotten this bad stigma around it. It's gonna make you go crazy and whatnot. Right. But which it, it does. Actually, it does have the, it does have the the uh, if it's done improperly. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean that's pretty much any sort of mind altering substance. I mean, I could I have medication in my bag right now. I have Wellbutrin. If I took a bunch of that, I'd be fucking fucked up or dead. Right. Anything can have that effect in too much. They well, were not done properly. And if you listen to if you listen to Paul Stamets, he does a really good job of explaining. Yeah, uh, he really did. Like, so that that's kind of the negative connotation. Well, if I if I have a bad trip on psilocybin mushrooms, I'll never come back from that. There is so ev- 
it's actually broke. I don't remember where where he pulled the study from, but after I listened to his episode, I went and looked it up. There is of every human being on this planet, there is a statistical number assigned based on your genetic makeup how predisposed to schizophrenia you are. Mm-hmm. Every living person on this planet. So whether it's early onset, whether it's you know mature onset, anywhere in between, doing psilocybin or any psychedelic has a percentage chance of taking wherever you're at in your life cycle and making that early onset schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. But you are going to get it anyway. Exactly. If that's the case. And that's what, you know, Rogan just kind of sat there mouth agape while Stamets was explaining that. And that was something that, other, until I heard Stamets talk about it, that I didn't realize that every living person on this planet has a chance of being schizophrenic. Yeah, and it, it's it's predisposed mm-hmm. and it usually sets between like 18 and 26 it's more predominant in males mm-hmm. um usually if you make it past 30 year old mark you're pretty golden right um so i'm about to be 30 in april so not schizophrenic guys but unless but i go was, crazy in two months but, but hearing but. him talk about that and actually going and looking at that research because you know it's it's public accessible mm-hmm. so it was really it was really good to actually read all that data um I mean, it was just profound. Yeah. Because, you know, especially now we're to the point where mental health is important to our generation. You know, when we were kids, if you heard about so-and-so being schizophrenic, well, that guy's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that was the connotation put to it. It was so negative. So negative. Um, and, you know, that was, that was really the extent of it. Now... Um, with with psilocybin mushrooms specifically, if you don't become schizophrenic after you do it, the ability that that chemical compound has to rewire your brain and fix it neurogenesis is fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah, that's why I want to try it. Like the way that the way that it makes sense in my head is it's. I don't want to see all the pretty colors. I don't care about the, the trip. It's, it's one of the women in the fifties that was sitting in one of the big operator booths, plugging yeah, yeah, different phone I lines get you. in. Like that's all. That's all your synapse is firing. You put psilocybin in your in your body, and it's like, well, you don't like it's, thunderstorms. It's optimizing things. I'm gonna correctly. unplug this, which makes you not like thunderstorms. And I'm going to plug this in over here, which means you don't give a shit about thunderstorms anymore. <laughs> and now we're better. We we have evolved our consciousness. That's we awesome. We are being better. That's absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. Why and, would we not pursue that? And, I mean, they're starting to. They're starting to look into all sorts of different right. psych- psychedelic stuff, substances. Like I said. Like DMT, all that shit. Yeah, like I said, that's hey, crazy. Bro, have you ever you done tried DMT? <laughs> like I said, I don't care about the trip. I want to see what it can do to my brain. I want to see what. You want to see the after effects. I want like, to see where it can take me. Not oh whoa. Well, bro. We do. too many people do it as a party. Wow, drug, did we just you know, do two memes? That's <laughs> that's what happened to the Shaggy meme. I'm 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 kind of glad it's over. Bring it back. It was like one week. It, it, or soon, not even a week. It as was soon like as the Super Bowl days. hit, as soon as the Super Bowl hit, it was all the I Adam Levine. It, I tried to keep it alive for the next couple of days. I shared one that was Fred. It was <laughs> it was Freddie Prince Jr. And he's like, 
the first day that I walked on set, I knew that I was going to suck Scooby-Doo's dick. I saw that. <laughs> like, like, that was the yeah. peak for me. Like, you got it. The peak for me is, like, all these people's petitioning to have Shaggy in Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, which supposedly they got through. I don't know if that's confirmed or not, but so. if, if it is confirmed, I will buy Mortal Kombat 11. I'm buying Mortal Kombat 11 anyway. Well, <laughs> I, I know Miranda loves Mortal Kombat. I am oh. not a Mortal Kombat person. I am not a fighting game person. As you bought Smash Bros. I did that because... Well, it, it's just like a it's just like a fun party game. Whatever. Anyway, like I suck at it. I really, shit. really suck at it. I'm like terrible life, too. But yeah. Okay. yeah, that's why you want to do psilocybin mushrooms, so, so you don't suck at life anymore. I don't want to suck anymore. I want to do better. <laughs> More than thirty percent. I don't know. About You're gonna that. use thirty three percent of your power. Uh, <laughs> I've been I've been running on about forty five to sixty five the last couple weeks. Wow, we pal. I know it's been crazy, and I'm exhausted. Actually, try <laughs> like. Woo, I am tuckered out. I am, I've been doing stuff. I am seriously waiting for that Zenkai boost. Yep. <laughs> you got you to gotta approach death before you can get that. <laughs> but, back, but back to serious mushroom talk. Hearing, like, one of the reasons I, I, I really put a lot of faith in Paul Stamets is, like, he is the fungus guy. Yeah. Like, that's what he studies. There are very few people on this earth that are approachable enough and have the same level of Paul Stamets, as far as knowledge goes, that you can that he can speak to you and you can understand what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, because when you like people don't realize, like, ooh, there's mold in my house, or ooh, there's mushrooms growing in my yard. Like, there is fungus. There is more fungus on everything than there are bacteria. Mm-hmm. There's like, spores everywhere. Bacteria can't survive. We cannot. Life cannot survive. He just changed three times without fungus, bacteria. Yeah. We life. <laughs> ah! I mean, we're just big bacteria. We're just a collection of bacteria. Yeah. I mean, let's some let's, of us more than others. But right. Yeah. All let's of get us. DMT with it. Like, let's just be profound. Like, oh, let's get. DMT. I'm a giant amoeba. Whoa. But uh, <laughs> like, if you, like if you listen to that episode with Stamets, he talks about if you break down a woodland ecosystem Mm -hmm. from the soil to the root of the trees to every cell in that tree, um, you know, glucose exchange, creating glucose to feed the plant, blah, 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 photosynthesis, oxygen, carbon dioxide, all that. Like, it is all hinging on the fact that there are certain breeds of fungus that attach to the roots of these giant trees and then symbiosis with that tree. They survive, the tree survives, they die, the tree dies, another fungus comes in and cleans it all up. And then more trees come up after that. And it's, I mean, it is the perfect cycle. Mm-hmm. Why, why, don't, why don't we talk about that? We learned about the fucking mitochondria being the powerhouse the of the powerhouse. It's a powerhouse. <laughs> But like we don't, we don't ever talk. I mean, not that we don't ever. We briefly touch on in biology and uh, you know higher level science in school about how fungi or fungi or however you want fungus, the fungus among us, (laughs) how how pivotal and important it is in 
the entire world's ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember shit about that. No, very, very little. No, it's they don't teach you that at all. On. They, they, they it, oh, it's one of the kingdoms of life. Mm-hmm. Mold is bad. <laughs> It'll kill you. Don't breathe it in. It'll make you sick. That's it. That's Dude, pretty much it. I'm gonna tell you right now. So my little water jug that I, my water thermos that I bring to work every day. You ain't been cleaning it, have you? Uh, I clean it like once every two weeks, and like it, it, it's, and it's not even that. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, sometimes I'll just get curious and look inside of it, like, oh wow, oh wow, oh, wow, we, oh wow, we. <laughs> That's what one, one of my uh, fellow team leaders says whenever I bring something up to him. I'll, I'll show him like a defect, and he'll be. Like, Oh, like it's something from his team, and he'll be like, "Oh, oh wow." <laughs> talking about Jimmy. Yeah, I'm talking about Jimmy. I knew immediately. You're talking oh, wow. about Jimmy. I miss Jimmy. Jimmy's a good guy. Jimmy's such a good dude. Such a good dude. But no, I'll, I'll just be like, "Oh wow," and then uh, I'll maybe go a few more days, and then finally clean it. Andy Ace says, "Only the black mold, which is racist." Preach it, my man. Sometimes it really do be like that. I'm really glad we have people like Andy and Josh in our chat right now because, like, we don't typically have this. Normally, we have people we know. That's it's just, usually me. It's usually you. <laughs> my wife. Or, or it's your, your wife. Either of your wife. Or, or Micah talking shit mm-hmm. about how you eat a lot. Oh, yeah, which I've I don't. Seen, I've seen but, that guy a lot. I mean, that's kind of that's his, his shtick. Um, so, a couple more of the Joe Rogan episodes I've listened to recently nick swartzen that was just super chaotic it was funny i guarantee yeah it was, like, it was funny though listen to the paulie shore one that's the one i was going to name next i listened to that that was really a really good episode because you really get to dive into Polly shore which you don't get an opportunity to very often you see which, his characters which when we were all kids in the 90s we really appreciated that guy oh hell yeah the characters that he portrayed i mean he was fucking big when we were kids he was. And he just just fucking tanked. It's because of in the army now. <laughs> well, yeah. No, and, that, and that's what he says in the show. Oh, he's yeah. like, he's like, they made me cut my hair. And, uh, yeah. Remember when Andy Dick was popular? Oh, fuck him. Right. I've never liked Andy Dick. But I, I didn't either. No, but, the, but okay, he, I but say that. Like he had the second. same career. I say that, but every anytime I see Andy Dick in a movie, I'm like, and he says something funny, I laugh my ass off. But I hate Andy Dick at mm-hmm. the same time. Right. No, uh, Pauly Shore was like, him. it was really, it was really interesting to hear this this part of the show where he was like, I guess uh, Joe asked him if he was happy now, like or some shit, something along those lines, and Pauly Shore was like, no man, like I wish it was still then because I was just. Not because I was famous or anything. I was just having so much fun. Mm-hmm. And everything's just so real now. <laughs> like, isn't that such a teenager thing to say? Or a 20s thing to say? But, it, oh, yeah. but it's, I mean, it's a good representation yeah. of where we're at in society. Like, we are so unprepared for adult life when we become adults mm-hmm. that it's like... And it, I'm sure you see it now that you're a parent. I see it every day when I see Ruby playing and enjoying what she's doing Mm -hmm. like not just the innocence and the naivety about how cruel the world is but it's like my daughter is happy every day every day she doesn't know true unhappiness she doesn't she doesn't know how to be sad if she hurts herself it's very fleeting oh yeah you know or if i have to raise my voice or you know, the occasional spanking or timeout or wh- whatever, discipline. Doesn't like, dwell. Like, it's very fleeting. Like, I'll just go play with my toys and be happy. 
or I'll sit in the chair with dad and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's just, it's happy all the time. And it's, it's hard for me sometimes to watch it because I was unhappy for so long and I was so depressed and you couple crippling anxiety with crippling depression <laughs> and high speed life. Like we all understand this. You know, yeah, all too well. And and you're you're trapped in the hamster wheel that when you stop running, the fucker keeps spinning. And then you hit your head. Yeah, and then you get and then you get the fuck beat out of you by life. And then you know you learn and you become calloused. But I mean, the issues are still there; they don't get fixed until you try and fix it. But it's hard for me to watch her. Like for a long time, it was hard for me to see other people happy. Because I was so miserable, mm-hmm. and the only way that I was happy was making other people happy. Yeah. Like, you and I have talked about this before. You understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's so it's so precious, mm-hmm. a children's happiness. And when I was listening to Pauly Shore say that, that was the only thing I could think of. Like, man, he was just a big kid. Oh, absolutely. Like, he was just a big, happy kid. All right. Uh, can I, can I share a quick anecdote uh, in parenting? This happened, this happened literally last night. Go ahead. So this might make me look bad. I don't care. You always look bad. (sighs) So, um, last night (laughs) you'll like, I just think it's a funny, I, I I told Cameron this today and he just laughed his ass off. He he is like a big dumb. (laughs) Cameron was like, that's, that's fucking gold. Like there, there is like a there, there's like a negative side to the story, but and that's all on me. But so Maverick, my stepson, Nazira is at the at the kitchen table doing her homework. Mm-hmm. Kindergartner. Isn't and it has, fucking sad that kids have homework? So that I young. didn't have. I had zero homework in kindergarten. Zero. She has like tons of homework, and I don't get it. But I feel like that's just been growing over the years as I've gotten older. But anyway, so Maverick. Comes out of his bedroom wearing a Deadpool mask that I gave him and uh, a sock and bopper on one hand, and he's fisting a balloon in the other. Like, oh, I thought you were going to say he had the Infinity Gauntlet on. No, uh, pa- he's palming, not fisting. I've okay. been saying that wrong all day. <laughs> he's, he's palming a balloon. <laughs> I wish it was the Infinity Gauntlet. Now you're saying something. But he comes out of his room and goes, ah! And he just full charges into the fucking dining room and then kitchen. And he, like, charges into the kitchen table like a chair or something. Like, I don't know if you couldn't see or whatever, but it, in my head, like, dad mode kicked on. I'm like, settle the fuck down. I didn't say settle the fuck down, but I said, settle down. I was like, knock it off, settle down, calm down, something along those lines. And I was, um, and then I didn't hear him for a little bit, so I'm like, okay, what's he up to? So I go in. I can't, I don't see him anywhere. Make sure he's not bleeding from the ears. <laughs> So I don't know where he's at. Uh, I go into our master, quote unquote, master bedroom, bathroom. Um, Miranda's in the, she's taking a bath. She's relaxing. I'm letting her relax. I'm letting her relax. She doesn't get that very often. So I go into our, quote unquote, master bathroom, which has no bath in it or anything. And it's, it's dark. And I just know Maverick's hiding somewhere. So... I turn on I turn on the light. No, I didn't even turn on the light. I just look behind the door and there he is. And he just starts crying. Like he's in trouble. I'm like in my head I'm like you're not in trouble, but just dude, just calm down. And he just looks at me and this is his thing. 
whenever he's in trouble or he's not getting his way, You're he goes, being mean. No, I don't like you. That's what he says. And I've been trying to break him about it. Because it's like, you just can't just go around. I don't like you just because you're not getting your way. Mm-hmm. And so he said that to me. Like, he's crying. And I'm like, dude, just calm down. He goes, I don't like you. So I flicked him right on the arm. Good. I, f- I just flicked him. He just. <laughs> like, Did you try to go Super Saiyan? No, he didn't try to go Super Saiyan. But, like, in my head, I, like, this is my rage at, the, at my reaction in my head. This is fucking pure rage but he just starts ow, 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 like like I, like he's pissed at me and i'm like dude just <laughs> really be better <laughs> but no uh so i told this story today and i, I joe was around of course and i told him about the flip and he starts i think it was either no it was it was either joe or cameron and that one of them went to flip but they did it with their index finger. And I'm like, and I noticed that. I'm like, dude, you don't you don't flip, you don't flick somebody with your index finger. There's no power behind you that. You get maximum power. You from get that maximum, maximum power. Spring. <laughs> from your from your middle finger. And I I taught someone something today. <laughs> as dumb as that sounds. Yeah, that's my little anecdote. And, I've done that to Ruby before. And, and parenthood. I flicked her right on the back of the leg. Uh, I accidentally, so Maverick was doing roughly same bullshit. Not not exactly, act, he, was, he, wasn't, he was acting up and he was on the couch and he just <clears throat> made like a mean face at me and that's what he does when he's not getting his way or he's getting pissed off and he just, he just like scrunches his face off in the most pissed off look and I'm like, oh hell no. So I flicked him. Where does that flick land? Right on his temple, <laughs> oh, and he's five years old. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good place I, to flick somebody. I immediately felt like terrible, and Miranda was like, "Hey, dude, like I know, like okay, but not on his temple." And I'm like, "It's just where it landed." Me too. Collateral damage. Yeah, Derek Evan Relaford. I get mad at my kids when they get hurt because it's usually their fault. My instant reaction is, I told you to stop that instead of, are you okay? I'm working on it. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that's, a, that's a common theme is like, instead of going to, are you okay? It's just like. Well, I you, fucking you, told the, you to stop. Your inner, your inner red foreman comes out. Dumbass. Dumbass. <laughs> I say it all the time. No, it's, it's okay. Like, that's, I, th- I feel like that's just the natural reaction is. Dumbass. <laughs> I I just because you warn them. Well, I mean, because you kn- you know better. Derek's comment is like nail on the head for a lot of us, but I think that's part of the problem too. There is there is a happy medium that every parent has to find between I told you not to make that mistake. Now you need to be accountable for that mistake. Yes. And are you okay? Are you hurt? You know, blah 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 blah. You have to find that happy medium. Yeah, where accountability. You, are you, you can okay, nurture. But this is also a you can show them that you lesson. care, but at the same time, you got to show them that, like, hey, should have listened to me. You should have listened. I know better. I'm the adult. Mm-hmm. I know better for the most part. But I think it's it's a very conscious decision, and it takes time to find that middle ground, because it's I. I mean, this is one of those things where I think it's black or white. You're either. I told you not to fucking do it, or are you okay and coddle 
oh, you know, yeah. a lot of our generation are the way that they are because they got the coddle instead of the red foreman dumbass. Mm-hmm. I got strictly the red foreman dumbass, which, you know, I didn't get, I didn't get either products of our environment, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. I didn't get either. I was, I, I don't want to say I was perfect, but I didn't get in trouble. Well, I didn't get in trouble. And either. I didn't, I didn't do anything to get any stern reactions. I didn't get, I just knew better. I was just mouthy. That's my biggest and, thing. Me too. And like I've imagine that right us mouthy. Yeah, ever. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of people can just say, "Oh yeah, I just knew better," but no, not a lot of people can actually confirm it with their parents or grandparents or the people that raised you. Everyone in my family has been like, "Yeah, dude, you were chill." <laughs> well, I got shit like, "Boy, don't jump off that building." <laughs> And then I jump, <laughs> off, jump off the building. Ow! Dumbass. <laughs> like, that was how it went for me. Like Learning through dumbass. Don't, like, did you just tell me not to do something? Fuck you, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Like, like earlier, you were talking about your wife. Like yeah. my beard. Like, that's 90% of the reason I shaved my beard. <laughs> Told me I wouldn't do it. You obstinate son of a bitch. Yeah, like... <laughs> Tyler, get off of that horse. It's too big for you. No. Okay. <laughs> Ow. Told you not to get on it. Fuck, I'm Christopher Reeves. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. I could have been Superman. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, that's dark. Oh, that went south real quick, and it was funny, though. So on, like, one of the things I wanted to talk about today was I've been, like, kind of getting in touch with like movies and I downloaded audible. I signed up for audible. Awesome. Because I, number one, I, I I like to read a lot. I don't have time to read a lot. Um, so while I'm at work, instead of listen to it while you work, instead of just listening to podcasts or music, now I'm into audio books. Um, but I was like, man, I really want one genre of, like fiction right now and it's like space survival horror (laughs) so if i say space survival horror the first thing that should come to anybody's mind is alien like that is space survival Mm -hmm. horror so the alien franchise which we've talked about at length on this podcast oh yeah is one of my favorites of all time Mm -hmm. like alien aliens even shitty alien resurrection like i fuck with it hard I think okay. it's hilarious that he skipped Alien 3. Alien 3 doesn't exist to me. <laughs> uh, but, like, so... But he fucks with it hard. I fuck with it hard. <laughs> hard. Hard. <laughs> the other day, like, this weekend, uh, not only did I have a Hunger Games movie marathon, but I watched Alien and Aliens. And, like, it was almost that, like, surreal, like, I'm a kid again. Yeah. I very... Like, I obviously didn't get the opportunity to see like star Wars or alien or Terminator two in theaters, but we're in that happy medium generation where I saw star Wars in theaters, the original three. You did not see star Wars. Okay. I saw the special editions. Okay. I saw the special editions, but I I, I got the experience in a theater. Right. That was cool. But not in 1977. Oh, fuck. No, I wasn't, I wasn't alive. I'm getting at not even thought of (laughs) like, so like, Late 70s, early 80s, you had Star Wars in 77. You had Alien right behind it. 
Where was Jaws? Uh, Jaws? Jaws was a big one. Jaws was before Star Wars, I believe. Is that 76? I Star Wars is 77. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think Jaws was right before it. Anyway, so you had... 79 was Friday the 13th. Right. So, so we had Jurassic Park. Like, that's our generation Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's obviously not... Well, and then yeah. we had Titanic. I would say Jurassic Park and Titanic for sure. Huge. For the 90s. Mm-hmm. Huge. Anyway. Jurassic um, Park. But we we didn't get that... We're going to get to Jurassic Park here in a bit. Yeah, you, we better. You had Jaws, Star Wars, and then Alien. Three of the most influential movies in history from special effects, from narrative, mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. you know setting... Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so I've been trying to get, like, in touch with all those, like, my all-time classics. And I was like, man, I really want to listen to something that's alien, but I don't know. So I just typed in alien on Audible. And there's an Audible-exclusive audiobook series. The first book is Alien Out of the Shadows. Mm -hmm. And it takes place immediately after Alien. It's got Sigourney Weaver, or not Sigourney Weaver, but it's got Ripley in it. And that the the audiobook was about five hours long. So I listened to the whole thing uh, uh, consecutively, like chapter after chapter. I just listened to the whole thing straight. Um, but not only was it one of the best science fiction stories that I've ever heard or experienced, it was very true to the source material even down to the voice acting the the woman that played Sigourney Weaver's Ripley sounded exactly like Sigourney Weaver yeah could not tell a difference at all um the narrative was fantastic and when i was done listening to that audiobook it was like a lot of the narrative podcasts that i've listened to the last year and a half where there is now a void that I have to fill. And that's why, you know, I watched the the most important parts of the Alien franchise this <laughs> this weekend. Yeah. But to get to my long-winded point, why don't we have more of that genre? That's a good question. Like especially like for you and I that are big fans of the Alien franchise, and I don't know if you are, Alex. Uh, yeah, I like it. Okay, you fuck with it? I fuck with it. You fuck with <laughs> it. I fuck okay. with it. Maybe not as hard as you. That's but... kind of my phrase this week. I fuck with it. <laughs> but, um, like, I've never understood why, like, Predator is alien, but the action, Predator is alien meets Terminator. Mm-hmm. It really is. Especially, yeah. I mean, even if you completely remove Arnold Schwarzenegger, which, you know, they did with Danny Glover, it's still Alien meets Terminator. Mm-hmm. You just swap the Terminator and an Alien, and then it's the same movie. Still fantastic, you know. Still super important to us as fans of I don't the know, genre. I didn't like Predator Two very much. Did you like Predator Two more than the last Predator movie that came out? Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so the Predator, absolutely. But what sucked. I sucked. What I don't understand is, like. Prometheus and Alien Covenant leave a lot to be desired for a lot of fans. It leaves a lot to be desired, but in for me, it's in a good way because it makes me it it, it stimulates curiosity. Like, well, and it gives us, especially for going. you and I, it gives us something to talk about. Yes, to theorize. There, there's and, a lot. Like uh, Ridley Scott is leaving a lot for us to want 
like to talk about, to theorize, and it, it sparks our curiosity so much. Like, where's he going with this? Where's he going with this? But what I don't understand, like, it's not just movies or television. Like, that genre as a whole has just never been fleshed out. I mean, as far as uh, cinema, you've got Alien, Aliens, that franchise. Like, that is it. As far as the, like, video game experience, you had Dead Space. That's about it. I mean, it's very, very limited. Yeah. There's weird things going on in chat. I, I, I am, <laughs> I'm reading. Uh, Andy Ace. Yay. <laughs> We What's still talking that? about sex toys? Let's scroll up so I can read all. Yeah, she wait. Goes, Ooh, there's way more up here. Yeah, Andy says. Um, okay, maybe there's more. Andy Ace says. Okay, yeah. Better to flick like, them now than have them be a total shit bag later in life. Absolutely. And then he says, then when he you're says, yeah, when you're ahead. driving, you don't take your hands off the wheel. You make small corrections. How is raising a child any different? It's not. I really like that. Um, then down he says, "We still talking about sex toys." <laughs> Derek says, sex, your studio is sexy, brother. Then he says, you're sexy, my man. We should touch bellies. <laughs> you flatter me too much. I'm just trying to get closer to yours. <laughs> Josh Curry pops in. Whoa, I tune out for five minutes and it's getting steamy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dive in this hot tub, man. It's it, hot and it, spicy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hot and spicy. Ooh. Um, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, I mean, on a back to the topic. I don't understand why this genre has never been tapped. I don't know either. Like, do you think it's just because people don't want to compete with Alien? Or do you think it's people don't want to compete with Ridley Scott and James Cameron? Mm. Mm. That's the only That's the only reason that I, that, that I can think of. Especially now that Disney is in the process of acquiring this franchise. Like, back on Nerds of the Roundtable... When we were talking about the very beginnings of the Fox, Disney Fox acquisition, we each brought something around the table. And my question was, where do the Alien and Predator franchises go after Disney acquires these properties? And yeah. everyone around the table was just kind of like, eh. you know, and, and Disney has went on record saying that rated R things that are consistently rated R, they're going to keep rated R. So if Disney makes a Deadpool movie, it's going to be rated R. Like they are going to keep that, or they're going to keep the precedent that's been set. They fucking better. Well, and my thing that I brought up on the Nerds of the Roundtable was, if you're Disney, do you keep Ridley Scott around? I think that you can't afford not to keep Ridley Scott around. Ridley Scott as a director is a diva. I think anyone that's that's a fan of modern cinema can can acknowledge that, um, but that guy has earned his place. Give the guy the money and let him let him do his thing. You know, you give mm -hmm. that guy a budget and he'll give you Titanic. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I just I, I like Alien. Ridley Scott and Alien were like so important to me like the last week. That I couldn't not bring it up on the show. Josh Curry says it's a subgenre that is so closely associated with one franchise. Even Dead Space, which isn't even particularly similar to Alien at all, gets called an Alien knockoff. Sometimes it's tough. And then Andy Ace goes, "How weird is it that Sigourney Weaver, or however that's spelled, 
used to be hot. The first alien, bro. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad that you I've never that. found her attractive. There is a few things at all. Sigourney Weaver in Avatar, smoking hot. Yeah, I think so. I've never thought she was for attractive. an older woman, super hot. Um, Sigourney Weaver in Alien, in the very end when she gets on the Narcissus, um, the escape shuttle yeah. off of the Nostromo, and she's taking her suit off and like being all seductive, or she's taking her before she puts on. Or before she gets in the hypersleep chamber. Yeah. She goes to bend over a console, and there are fucking eight by ten pieces of printer paper that have more ass than Sigourney Weaver in <laughs> 1978. She was a giant sex symbol back then. I know. I mean, I mean, I she was Alien, Ghostbusters, whatever else the hell else she was in after that. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see this. Oh, You're shit, gonna love good. it. That's good. Dan, Dan Ziggler, or Sigourney Weaver. I don't even need to look at that. I just know better. Oh, I just know better. So I guess. Like, I was like, so I've watched, I've watched Alien, you know, a thousand times because you know it's one of the greatest films of all time. Yeah, especially horror. of that generation. sci-fi horror. Yeah, yeah. And that fucking scene, I guess I've, I've just never been so fixated on it. Fucking Sigourney Weaver bending over that console with the flattest ass See, in existence. I've never been a giant fan of the original Alien. Aliens, however, I've well, always yeah. loved. Oh, yeah. I've always loved Aliens. I mean, because I guess that's when... Is that when James Cameron took it over? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, it's not necessarily sci-fi horror. It's more sci-fi action. Horror. Horror. <laughs> aliens aliens has everything that alien has just with a lot more with terminator thrown into it okay yeah i, I mean agree. it's it's action packed uh, but it has all of and the bill horror. paxton and uh that other dude from terminator right <laughs> corporal hicks corporal hicks mm-hmm. game, game over man. man oh my god I'm wow done that was both of you. spot on that was perfect <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> so flat, but somehow hot in those tiny, tiny, tidy whiteies. Oh yeah. I mean, if I was trapped in that shuttle, I'd make use of it. <laughs> I mean, it was fucking 1978, 1979. You're on a fucking shuttle flying through space. Just close your eyes and pretend she doesn't look like Danzig. Nah. <laughs> oh my god. I would close my eyes oh. and pretend she was Danzig. He oh. just fought off a fucking hostile alien critter. 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 <laughs> I mean. <laughs> make the best of the situation let's celebrate you're not gonna fuck the cat <laughs> so i'm i'm really you glad we brought up uh, yeah <laughs> i'm really glad we brought up jurassic park because uh fuck yeah jurassic so park. recently I, I acquired a new uh graphics card and i wanted to test out my streaming ability with did you it. kill a man for it nope okay uh i used a shit ton of uh amazon reward points for it though <laughs> that's fair um shit ton i got an rtx 2060 which that is doesn't the, mean anything to me. It's the next generation of graphics cards, so I'm I'm pretty future proof for a while. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> is that what you yell when you come? Game over, man. <laughs> no, but I'm going to now. Uh, Miranda, uh, get ready, Sky. <laughs> Miranda, my wife, has joined uh, the live feed, and uh, is that is that okay? Is that is that kosher? Do what you gotta do. 
<laughs> Sometimes but, it really do be like that, my man. You do. Anyway, so I, you do, I, you, I, I snagged up this new graphics card, and I wanted to try out. Uh, I don't have a lot of PC. I don't PC game hardly at all, but you I've don't been. game hardly at all. Uh, not as much as I used to. I'm trying. I'm trying. But no, I, I decided to uh, test out my new graphics card with a little Jurassic World Evolution. I put all the settings on high. <laughs> Did you max them all out? I maxed the fuck out of it. And it, and I streamed it. Uh, if you, if you've been it. paying attention to the podcast, your Facebook page, Twitch page, YouTube page. Um, I've been I've been streaming uh, Jurassic World Evolution on it. Mm-hmm. No, I did not. Yeah, she was shoveling snow. Why are you I such a this. sack? Okay. Uh, first of all, I didn't even know she was home. So gender oh, equality. Okay. Well, if then. I gotta shovel snow, you guys should I have to shovel snow. I pay people to shovel my oh, I'm snow. Sure. Uh, anyway. That's capitalism. Damn fucking. You got straight. fucking gender equality and capitalism mm-hmm. all rolled into a big thing called life. That's right. I own my house and I don't fucking do a goddamn thing outside. I pay other people to do so it. Fucking talking about America. <laughs> so I I did the stream and before when I did the stream, when I streamed games like Jurassic World Evolution, there'd be like a little lag in the video, mm-hmm. and it was it bugged the hell out of me. But there was zero lag, and I was on ultra, ultra settings per se. Uh, not that Jurassic World Evolution is a, a graphically demanding game. Oh no, it's a barn burner. No, I mean it's it's beautiful. It is a beautiful game, but it's not graphically demanding. I would say, but no, I was so I was sitting there playing that, and uh, I was going through this the the Doctor Wu hybrid fucking DLC where you get introduced to, like, a few more hybrids besides the Indominus Rex and the Indoraptor. And one of the, the first one being the Ankylodonchus. Ankylodonchus. Uh, okay, I say Donchus. I always say Donchus, but it's Donchus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's what you think it is. It's Diplodocus mm-hmm. and Ankylosaurus. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not very crazy. So it has you make – it's like, create this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Create the rest of your spiel, you have to say it in Nate voice. <laughs> I'll try to do that, bro. No, I'm not gonna do that. Um, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so I create it, and then it's like, all right, now create. I'm. This is Doctor Wu's voice. I'll do. I'll do Doctor Wu's voice and Nate's voice because okay. they're very similar, almost. Okay. <laughs> you just gotta throw in some bros. All right, bro. So now we got the ankle of Donkus. Why don't you just? Put in these critters. <laughs> you don't know Nate. Nate, Nate Vanderwall. Nate Vanderwall. Nate Vanderwall. Bro. Um, I gotta make the dragon bitch, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the, I, I, I create all the dinosaurs that he wants me to create. It's all good. Now it's like, all right, bro. <laughs> now we need to make a stegoceratops. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god, has science gone too far? <laughs> I really Just appreciate that when you sent it to me. <laughs> so it yeah. does that, and and you create it, and it's like, all right, observe it for two minutes. Okay, cool. Two minutes goes up, and it's like, all right, this stego. Doctor Wu's like, hey, bro, <laughs> this stegoceratops isn't good enough. <laughs> Story of my life. You need to create a stegoceratops with a defense rating of one ten bro (laughs) (laughs) and it's like oh and then one of the other game characters comes in and he's like 
did he just say this dinosaur that you just created out of thin air isn't good enough? Wow. What a dick. So I create this thing, and I was just like, fuck it. Well, I, I create it, and what he has you do is he's like, all right, now I'm going to send some dinosaurs in that it's going to fight. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> so my uh, so it sent in, he sends in a ceratosaurus. Uh, very low class, I would say. Uh, a plebe of dinosaurs. A, a plebe of large <laughs> carnivores. And it, it, it gets murdered by another dinosaur that's not even the Sigoceratops. So they're supposed to fight, not that some... And it just kept getting murdered. So I keep having to retry, restart over. And uh, finally, they, they fight it. And I, he just mur- the Stegoceratops just murders it. Okay, cool. It's like, all right. Now, make, now I'm going to send a Spinosaurus. I'm like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> you know how badass that thing was in Jurassic Park 3. Right. So he sends it in. And I got I got a ranger fucking right there. I'm I'm manning the ranger because you can heal him. So I'm like I'm 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 pointing that shit right at the stegoceratops, thinking this spinosaurus is gonna tear it apart. No, fucking stegoceratops, pow, two hits, bam, pow, Done. bam, pow. <laughs> <laughs> then it's like, all right, bro, now it's time for a giganotosaurus, which which was larger than T Rex. Right. If you know anything about dinosaurs. I know you. You know some shit. Carnotaurus <laughs> is my favorite. Yeah. We've talked about this on the show. Before. I'm not a big fan of the Carnotaurus. I'm not a big fan of you. But I know. You're still talking. Go ahead. <laughs> Go on. So I'm like, okay, I really need to be there. The fun part about this is you got to wait for them to confront each other. They don't just immediately confront each other. Hey. hey. Like, Sometimes one one lands and it's like I'm gonna go over here. Meanwhile, Stegoceratops is chilling over here. Eating some grass. You just gotta wait. You gotta wait for them to cross paths and and like officially lock like, eyes. Lock eyes and, and they the do room. that. They They're do like, that. Oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. That is exactly hey. what happens. Hey. Where the fuck did you hey. come from? Hey. Hey. <laughs> so they lock what eyes. Doing they, in my they, waters. they fight. <laughs> And I, I, I'm on standby thinking the Giga is going to fucking just knock its ass out. No, same exact shit. Are you touching yourself during this whole thing? Oh. No. Okay. So, Proceed. mission complete. Next mission, Spinoraptor. Oh. Spinosaurus and Velociraptor. Yeah. Has science gone too far? That's a beefy boy. We're going to see. So, I expect like basically the same, almost same mission where it's going to, I'm going to make one and then I'm going to make something else. So I just immediately beefed it up. <laughs> I I laid out all the stats. I genetically modified the fuck out of the Spinoraptor. I made its like attack super beefy. Because right from the get-go, it's like make a Spinoraptor with a general rating of 400. It starts off at like 200. It's actually pretty high. But anyway, so I'm like, fuck it. Beef it all out. Ends up being like 612. Ultra high. Big boy. Big boy. Beefy boy. So immediately it's like, all right, make sure it stays contained. Tranquilize it if necessary, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, okay, cool. I got this. He he lands. Or no, he doesn't land. He comes out of the hatchery. And it's like, he's like, I'm Spider-Raptor. And they have a comfort level. And it, it, once it reaches immediately, fucking pegs mad. Once it once it reaches a certain threshold, 
Then it starts like panicking and it goes to the wall and starts attacking the wall. No. Pops out, looks around, agitated. <laughs> it doesn't even have a comfort level. It just says comfort level agitated. It doesn't drop. Normally they just drop and it, it drops at a certain rate until it reaches a point. No. You made agitated. this fucking, you made this fucking like roid rage goddamn I did. dinosaur. I did. And this so I learned some things. Science did has you make gone me too far. If I was a dinosaur. Would I make you? No. Did you make me if I was a Possibly. dinosaur? Possibly. Immediately so, agitated. Immediately <laughs> agitated, runs up to a wall, looks at it. As soon as it hits, knocks it out. Oh, bam pow. <laughs> Normal, normally, no, it wasn't even bam pow. It was just like. <laughs> Normally, like they have to sit there and attack it for a while, and it gives you can hear it. Not all it, it plays 12. over the speakers, <laughs> and it just fucking it just walks up to it, basically looks at it, and the wall just collapses. And I was like, and in my head, I'm like, okay, did I just make him like way too strong, and that's why that happened? Like, it, does that affect like how long it takes to break down a wall? So he's he's running rampant, killing people. Doctor Wu's like, whoa, bro. so i i send out a helicopter to tranquilize this bitch tranquilizer don't work (laughs) dr war's like hey bro tranquilizer aren't gonna work it seems you might have to use another dinosaur to take it out and i'm like fuck i used all my money breeding this one specific spinoraptor and anything i have anything i make is too expensive one two I have to beef it up even more, making it even more expensive just to fight this motherfucker. And then how are you going to contain that one if he goes off oh, the rails? Oh, that's no big deal. That's no big deal. Fucking <laughs> make that, an Indominus on credit? I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't make an Indominus. I'm going uh, to charge this to the American Express. <laughs> so I was forced to basically reload. I had to reload the mission because luckily I saved right before Spinosaur, or Spinoraptor that's created. Sick. Canceled the one that I already was making upon saving. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to tune this down a bit. <laughs> yeah, your psychotic dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Back so it turns pegs. out, same exact parameters. Immediately agitated, immediately bust down the wall. I mean, his attack was way lower. So I'm like, okay, I got this. Andy A says, are we still talking about sex toys? He says, I might be too drunk, but we're no, still talking about We're sex talking toys. about Jurassic World Evolution. This amazing game that nobody plays, um, except for me. It's a solo experience. It really is. It's a lot of fun. It's really addicting. Um, So same thing, same shit happens. I got to tranquilize it. It's like, oh, hey, tranquilizer doesn't work. You have to use a dinosaur. So luckily, I didn't spend nearly as much money this time. This this dinosaur is easily take outable. (laughs) I can can kill this thing. So I was, and before I, like, while I was, while I was waiting for him to hatch, I immediately bred a Giga, and I beefed him up a little bit, just in case. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. So I'm sitting here like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have this Giga on standby for when this this bastard breaks out, because I know it's going to happen. As soon as he breaks out, all right, release the Giga. I then wait another half hour to 45 minutes for them to confront each other, because <laughs> the Spinoraptor just walks back into the cage <laughs> like this like is nothing my home now. i also bred him to be like because you can you can uh breed them with social stats and some stat some some dinosaurs have to have a certain threshold like you have to have a minimum of this many dinosaurs of the same exact type like 
X amount of velociraptors need to be in present for them to be content. But if you go over this, like, say you need three minimum, seven maximum. If you go over the seven, they're pissed off. If you go below the three, they're pissed off. You can breed them so that you can only have one and they're content. They're cool. So I bred the Spinoraptor to it, it Spinoraptor normally has a minimum of three. I bred it to have one. So when it went, when it finally went back into its exhibit, its cage, he was chill. <laughs> but it still said but it still I still had to fight him. I still had to have something to fight him and take him out. So I'm just sitting here waiting. Just waiting on this giga to finally walk up. They confronted each other three times before he finally fucking murdered that Spinoraptor. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda, <laughs> what do you want to hear about sex toys? <laughs> Andy A says, "Is it really testing that 2080?" It, honestly, card? it's a 2060, and no, it is not. Uh, however, the the graphics card did come with a free copy of Anthem, so I'll be streaming that soon, whenever that comes out. I think to a week, week and a half. So I'll be streaming Anthem. I don't know. I'm still probably not going to get it. I, I had fun playing. I played the beta a little I bit. I did too, and I did not have fun. You did not? Mm-mm. That's a bummer. Bioware should make... I don't like things like that. Yeah. I had I had fun. I got, I got burnt hard on Destiny. I got burnt on Fallout 76. The gameplay was fun, though. I had I really enjoyed the gameplay. Um, Moving on to a different topic. I'm playing a Battle Royale game right now. Apex? Is that any good? Yeah? I mean, it's Titanfall without all the jumpy and the robots, so... Jumpy. Anyway, different topic. Uh, so, I recently learned... This is... We've been talking about Dragon Ball Z... Or Dragon Ball Super Broly. So, it turns out the uh, act, the voice actor that portrayed Broly has been accused of some allegations or whatever. And of what type? I can't like harassment or something. I guess he he's a really like I'm a hug you guy, and a fan apparently didn't like that, and so now he's being accused of like groping or some shit because mm-hmm. just because he hugged somebody. I don't know the exact details, but Funimation has cut ties with him. Really? Yeah. Immediately after the after the release of Broly and the success of Broly, and now Funimation is cutting ties with him, and he is just devastated. Has this culture gone too far? Yeah, but it's at this at the same. So it, it, it's along this a lot of the same lines of everything that we've talked about this episode so far. There's the happy medium. You have to respect women mm-hmm. enough through. How do I want to phrase it so I don't sound like a? Uh, I'm gonna look up a this male chauvinist. Here. While you're uh, talking, I'm going to look it up. If someone says, if woman A says I was raped, there's a lot of our culture that immediately goes, well, she's lying. There's a lot of our culture that also says, well, let's fucking nail that guy to the wall. And then there's very few people in the middle that are saying, okay, well, we don't want anybody to be raped, but if she's lying about it, then she needs to be held accountable for trying to ruin someone's life. If that dude raped her, then he needs to be held accountable of it. And then and then we'll all try and move on. Um, 
it's very hard to hold that that I don't want to say neutral stance because I think when it comes to sexual abuse or mental abuse or physical abuse or rape or pedophilia or any of that stuff, there isn't really a neutral place, which is very hard because it goes against all the black and white stuff that I like to preach about, you know, not race, but, or not color, people color, just perspective. Um, but there, there's enough precedent especially with athletes where athletes are sexually assaulting people. There's also enough precedent that people, women are attacking these male athletes. And, um, there was a football, there was a uh, football player from Ohio state. I want to say like eight, nine years ago, or I'm sorry. Like twenty years ago now, at this point, that got uh, convicted of sexual assault. He was accused of raping a girl, and like two years before his uh, sentence was up, she came out and said, "Yeah, I lied about the whole thing." The fucker went to jail. That makes me want to murder. Ruined it. Because- ruined his life. For 18 years. Well, no, not No only, retribution against her. That she wasn't held off. accountable. Not so, only, like, oh, that pisses me off so much that, like, that happened to him. But what it does is that creates the culture of she's lying, she's lying. It, it absolutely. just perpetuates mm-hmm. it. And that's why it's so important for people to not fucking lie about that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think it's it's equal for any issue if you make a bad decision or make a mistake i think everyone needs to be held accountable equally what the fuck the was that damn but uh I, you know we all need to be held accountable for our actions <laughs> you know if i say if the boy who cried wolf lies about there being a wolf, and then he gets eaten by said wolf, he is being held accountable for his action, mm-hmm. in my mind. Um, so I don't know, it's just tough. Because I don't like any environment where you have to walk on pins and needles mm-hmm. around anybody, but I think at the same time, you are not doing your due diligence if you don't cover your ass. Mm-hmm. You know, if Alex was a stranger, I'm also a very huggy person. Love to hug people. I would much rather hug somebody than shake their hand. It's just, I like to hug people. Mm-hmm. This in, story I'm reading, it, it doesn't really say much. In today's climate, if I met Alex for the first time and I went in for a hug, I would say, do you mind if I hug you? Is that necessarily right? I don't think so. But. Holy shit, rooster teeth even. It's the right thing to do it, right now, I think. Right. This says, so, fe- February 5th, okay. Wow, Rooster Teeth, he was on Ruby. I didn't know he was on Ruby. Uh, replaced Vic from Ruby, on, Rooster Teeth replaced Vic from Ruby on February 5th following sexual harassment and homophobia allegations, as well as anime fans' claims of his unprofessional behavior at conventions. Uh, Rooster Teeth published a blog post to announce that it had ended its relationship with the actor. Uh, Funimation as well. 
uh, fellow voice actors and industry professionals are making similar claims on social media with a handful of notable fi- noble figures sharing their own stories about Vic. Voice actor Monica Rial uh, tweeted about her uncomfortable experience with him, prompting other voice actors, such as Miles Luna wow, and Christina V and Christina S- Chris Sabat. Wow. To offer, oh, okay, to offer their condolences and support. Um, dropping in to say that stop harassing my friends and colleagues. You want the truth? It happened to me. I had hoped it wouldn't come to this, but here we are. I don't owe you anything, but if it'll stop it from happening to someone else, then so be it. This is nuts. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I mean, like, 9.9 times out of 10, if somebody is coming out and saying that something like that happened to them, it probably in some way or another did. Because... That is something, and that's why most people don't come forward, you know, mm-hmm. women or men, you know, because it can happen to either. But uh, because you do, immediately people start talking. They start going, oh, well, shouldn't have gotten drunk or blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, no, vi- you know, all victim of shaming is never a good idea. But at the same time, it's like you can view a very friendly gesture as – not friendly or it can make you uncomfortable i mean exactly but it doesn't necessarily no it doesn't discount anything right 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 and i think i think to take that a step further along the same lines as we all need to be held accountable for our actions if i did something to alex that she felt uncomfortable about it is her responsibility to let you to know. tell let me know, you know that I am I am oh, breaching absolutely. some and not and not come out issue whatever and not she come out of the woodwork eight years later yes. saying oh he exactly. did this to me at a party and I wasn't cool with it but you know I didn't say anything I mean and that's and that's in terms of like something like that's not like oh yeah yeah, yeah. rape or something like mm-hmm. that you know in terms of um, like somebody. Pushing personal boundaries. Well, I mean, as we're sitting here, this whole podcast, if every now and again, you know, I just put my hand on your leg, you might feel uncomfortable about that. (laughs) Bro. Bro. You know, (laughs) but I mean, you might feel uncomfortable about that. If you didn't say anything to me, and then... Oh, don't worry, I'd fucking say something. But (laughs) I know you would say something. But a lot of people would But six months down the road, if I run into somebody, and they're like, you the guy that's fucking like, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. or, hey, did you hear about that Tyler guy fucking feeling all over Alex while mm-hmm. they were doing a podcast? What a fucking cream. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just, just say, hey, like, I don't, I don't like that. You know, like, I had, I had a, a, a gay friend in high school that, well, we would be in class, would be like fucking touching on me and, you know, hugging me all like weird, like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't like that. You know, I'm okay that you're gay. I just don't want you gay on me. It's your, <laughs> it's your personal space. And if oh, you don't yeah. want somebody in it, then you have every right to tell them. And that's something that always like at the Neon Cactus, which for those of you that don't know what that is, it's, it's a, a shithole shithole bar in town that's huge. And a lot of college students get drunk and dance and yada, yada, yada. Um, get really 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 drunk on really cheap drinks throw but, up in the middle of the dance floor seen that plenty of times <laughs> or yeah. or puke and rally well, in a trash in a can trash like, can like your brother, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so many times i mean i have a lot of friends girls and guys both but girls be out on the dance floor and guys dancing like grinding on them, and they're looking at me like help 
you can tell somebody that it's not okay to yeah. do this. And so I was that person that pushed them aside and said, don't fucking touch her. She doesn't want that. But And if they continued, then I said, get the fuck away before I make you fucking get away. But that's part of the problem, though. Mm-hmm. Because it, nobody you, says anything. Yes. Just just mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm not cool Not into that. it. But some people will push it, and then that's when you fucking go, okay, and you push back. You start fucking snapping, and you get the fucking bouncer over mm-hmm. there, and you get him out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, I mean, but obviously, that, it's that's not what that I told, simple. That's what I told all my friends all the time, though. And that's why they always kind of look to me to be like, because they knew, I don't give a fuck. I'll do it to this day. I did it back when I was 21. I will forever fucking do it. Yeah. If you're not okay with me in your personal space, I expect you to tell me. And likewise, mm-hmm. if you're grinding your dick on me and I don't fucking know you, I'm going to turn around and go, I don't fucking know you. Don't touch me. And then if you Simple continue to do it, I'm going to fucking punch you in the face. Funkin' punkin' punch Funkin' punch Back to Joe Rogan. Last week, he had some neuroscientist, neurologist on there. Uh, I can't remember his name right now, but he was a really boring podcast. In terms of like podcast. just in, ter- <laughs> podcast. in terms of just how they were talking, but I found what they were talking about very interesting. Mm-hmm. It was hard to listen to. Yes, but regardless, very, very you you listen to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he one of the things they they did talk about was this the celebrity apocalypse of sexual allegations, and you know one of the things they brought up was like so there's all these there's all these allegations getting thrown out, and regardless of if they're true or not, they are ruining careers and ruining lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, some of them you can be like, okay, yeah, definitely. Well, we have a thing called due process for a reason. Oh, yeah, but it, like that matters. So, well, in today's climate, it doesn't. Yeah, matter. once no. something's out there, but I mean, the internet. It's we out have there. this. This is the judge and jury right mm-hmm. here. Oh yeah. But so we expect, and one of the things I brought up, or he brought up the guest, I can't remember his name, it's like Sam. I can't remember his name. But Sam something. Um, Samsung. Samsung. Uh, uh, Samsung. So one of the things he brought up was we, so we, uh, we bring to trial murderers and we sentence them. And after X amount of time, or violent offenders, just X amount of time, they are considered rehabilitated and put back into the world. And we are supposed to, as a society, accept them as rehabilitated. They have done their time. They're good, supposedly. Sam Harris. Sam Harris. Yeah, thank you. Um, there can, and and I mean, yeah, that does, that's not exactly how it goes. We still like look down upon them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in a perfect world, like we can say, like that, we they've done their time. Like that is justice right there. However flip that around on these people that are getting accused of things. Like, look look at Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. Perfect example. He got accused of some shit, and he owned up to it. He said, you know, back then, even, even back then, you know, like, looking back, that was pretty fucked up of me to do. I shouldn't have done that. He apologized. His career is completely ruined. Oh, yeah. Still. He's, he's toast. What, what, like, there's no, like, he didn't, he didn't get sentenced or anything, but like, and he, and you know, of, of all the people, he's the one that handled it perfectly. He's like, you know what? Yeah. It wasn't really considered bad back then. And you know, in the, in the situation we were in, it's whatever, but you know, I shouldn't have done that. Well, look at the thing with James Gunn too. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's along the same lines. I mean, James Gunn's career isn't ruined. No, but, but his Biggest project? Well, out the not door. just his biggest project, but between 
him, his cast, Disney, they had a very concrete family unit. Yeah. And that family is now a broken home because grandma doesn't like something that, that, that grandson said 20 years ago. That was a joke that he apologized for. Yeah. That shouldn't be he that said, big He of a said deal. some things like roughly around 2005, 2007. And like 2010, he's like, yeah, you guys are seeing this and I, I, I don't really – it was just some tasteless jokes that I made. I'm sorry. Which we've all done or oh, said yeah. something Absolutely. tasteless or stupid. Do you know how many times I've said uh, like quote unquote faggot or retard or uh, the N-word or something back in 2009? Man, I hope I I hope I never fucking run for office. (laughs) I mean, look at like uh, I'm fucked. Paula Dean back forever ago, and she says, "Yeah, I probably did say that," and then her career's fucked because of something. And I'm not saying saying it was right in a completely different societal environment mm -hmm, in a different where things were different where she's not going around screaming it now. But I mean, you can't the people yelling it have probably said it, but they just I mean, the biggest thing is like, well, you can hide behind the computer. She's racist. I'm not racist. I never said that. I never did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't be well, held it's accountable. Easy, it's easy for to things. point fingers when you're hiding behind the computer. Oh yeah, uh-huh. but you can't be held accountable for things in a different societal environment where things were considered different. Things were considered okay in commonplace in a different time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, today, like yeah, you're you're not going to feel we that way. We evolve and we learn. And if you do feel that way, then cool, you're a piece of shit. Are like we we're completely right about how we feel about you. Mm-hmm. However, in the '70s or '60s, like racism was rampant. Like it was, it was just way of life. 90s. It was rampant. Like it's always been. Oh, well, I mean, it's still yeah, pretty but, rampant today, but today we're, we're very more, uh, against it. Yeah. We're more progressive. Uh, but you can't, I'm sorry. You just can't hold people accountable for shit. They said when it was more commonplace and acceptable, it doesn't make it right, but it doesn't, they give, shouldn't be crucified. Oh, absolutely it. not. Well, and I think along the, to, to kind of couple with that for a, a long, you know, I, I'm a very calloused individual that mm-hmm. likes to broadcast that I'm devoid of emotion other than anger. And I don't have the capacity to love and blah, 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 that some of that's true. Some of it is my shield against people. So what little feelings I have left don't get hurt. Um, but for a long time, I've, I've kind of held the stance that, if I can hurt your feelings with a word, you are weak. I agree. Now, there's caveats to that. I agree. If every single day, the only thing that you hear me say is, you're a piece of shit, you're worthless, you're fucking dumb, that that is mental abuse and mm-hmm. that is bullying, mm-hmm. and that is not the same thing. I'm going to get a lawyer for Cameron. That's fine. <laughs> Every single day. But do better. You're so stupid. <laughs> okay. Are you fucking autistic? <laughs> but that, but that, that, those are not apples to apples. No. If I, if I, if, you know, if, if, if Blaine and I are building a table and he says, Hey man, I got the table done. And I go, I walk into the room and look at the table and the legs are on top. And I look at you and say, what a fucking dumbass! Are you dumb? <laughs> and that, and and that like crushes you to your core. 
you have some psychological stuff that you oh, need yeah. to work on. Definitely. <laughs> you you as need a, hum- a lot of self-reflection. <laughs> you as a human being should not be so calloused that nothing anyone says to you affects you. If I say, hey, man, good job, and that doesn't affect you, you are a golem. You, I mean, you, you, you are just a shell. But ev- but every little thing that someone says to you should not bother you, and if it does, mm-hmm. you need to back it down a it's little the bit. Other end of the fucking spectrum. Yes, dial it down. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes along the lines of everything else that we've talked about. In balance show. everything. You is have fucking to find balance. the happy medium. I talk mm-hmm. about balance all the time. Oh, yeah, definitely. One of my favorite things to say is the universe requires balance. Absolutely. I'm getting a fucking, like, yin-yang tattoo on me and all that. Like, Sometimes it be like that. It be like that, man. It really do. It's it really balance. do. Are we ready to call this? Well, I mean, I think we should we should tie this one up in a bow. Before tie it we up. Plug. Tie it up. Tie, tie it up. up in a bow for us. I just, I, it's so frustrating for me, especially there's 18 and 19-year-old kids that I work with that um, I was kind of taken aback. You know, uh, one of them and I were working pretty much exclusively, just him and I together all day long. So we were getting to know each other. And, you know, once I felt comfortable around him, I kind of let responsible dad Tyler kind of take a bad back seat and then Red Foreman kind of step in. Because... I'm I'm sorry. I, this is one thing that I struggle with. If you ask me how to do something when I'm not the expert, but I very or I very clearly and concisely explain step by step how to do everything and show you how to do it, and like week five you're still asking me how to do the same <laughs> thing. Yeah, I have a problem with that. It's very frustrating for me. I don't struggle learning a lot of things. So that's still hard for me. When someone struggles learning does. something that I've I've taken every step to show visually, auditorily. I mean, I've done everything in my power. Sometimes it just takes a different person, which we all know that now. Um, but, like, he asked me a question, and I said, come on, man, you got to stop being a dumbass. <laughs> And towards the end of the day, he's like, hey, man, can you not say that? Say say what? Well, you, you called me a dumbass a bunch of times today. And my first response was, well, were you being a dumbass today? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I wasn't. I just wasn't getting it. That doesn't make me a dumbass. And I said, you know what? Okay, cool. There you go. It's not that you stood up to me as the bully. It's you, and a lot of time I, I struggle with the phrase "man to man" a lot, especially with this climate of toxic masculinity. Oh, fuck that! Well, there's a lot. There's a there truth. Is, there's there truth is. to a lot. There of it. is, but there's a lot. Well, it always, just like everything, gets taken too far. Yes, yes. Um, but I had a lot of respect for him because, as an adult, as a responsible human being who's only 19 years old, which you, I mean. Would you have had that level of a conversation with somebody at nineteen? I wouldn't have. I that's, would have. Been, that's a mature. I would have been screaming. Approach. I would have been yelling. I would have been posturing. I would have been internalizing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because you and I at nineteen, I I'm sure we're opposite ends of the spectrum. Oh yeah, I was very quiet. And I mean, I I'm quiet opposite. now, but I'm more outspoken. I I was eleven on the knob, 
But, um, you know, I said, thanks, man. I still think you were being a dumbass, <laughs> but I just, I just won't tell you that you're a dumbass. Like, I appreciate you saying, hey, I don't like you saying that. There you go. That's so, all it takes. It's okay to That's state your boundaries mm-hmm. with well, people. Some people just don't give a shit. Some people are going to look at the world as having no boundaries mm-hmm. anywhere. And that's fine. Because like Alex said, it takes balance. You know, we've all heard our grandparents say it takes all kinds. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but we need, we don't need to be accepting of everything. We don't need to be critical of everything. Mm-hmm. We just need to be open-minded and we need to be vocal if you want political change open your fucking mouth Mm -hmm. if you want societal change open your fucking mouth if you want change in your home number one look at yourself and how you can make things better but Mm -hmm. open your fucking mouth and do your part Mm -hmm. everyone has a voice whether you think you do or not everyone has a voice and if you think away, someone else thinks that same way too. Mm-hmm. That's my bow. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. All right, Alex, thank you for joining. Thanks for having me. It's always great to Bella's have you on. Bro, you're our favorite gal. Tyler, Aww. I'm glad to have you back this week. Last week we had just a mad episode. This week we have just a Tyler episode. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. And I, I hear there's talk about some a sports podcast. Matt, Matt and I are talking about doing a sports show because we Sweet. like to do sports, and you don't know how to sports. Uh, I, and I feel like this stemmed from you listening to uh, yes. last week's episode between Miranda and him talking about the Super Bowl. Uh, right on. I'm down for it. My best friend and I are starting a podcast later. No shit? Mm-hmm. Fucking ye. Jump on this network. That's right. Do it. I'm sure. I'm sure. Pod Daddy Nate will jump all over that. We are friends on Facebook. Yeah. Hell yeah. That, so. All right. Let's go ahead and start the plugs. Uh, for those who have been watching, like Andy Ace and uh, Josh Curry. Josh well, Curry. I want to. I want to take a minute to, or just a second here to shout out Andy Ace, like, and Josh Curry, two complete strangers. Mm-hmm. Complete and total strangers yeah. to us. Jumping into our stream, having a kick-ass time with us. Oh yeah, having good conversation. And they've they've stuck through for two hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is this is a two-hour podcast. I mean, yeah, we've run we've ran way longer, but you know that's that's a long for time. Strangers, yeah, for strangers to just sit here and stick. Kudos to you guys. Yeah, we really you appreciate it. You're the fucking real um, MVPs. With that being said, guys, listening, gals, gals peoples my mom if she's our our, our new our new stranger friends um check us out live every tuesday on the facebook twitch and youtube pages for podcast on the facebook <laughs> whatever get on that there uh, facebook get on that there facebook uh podcast every tuesday right around 5 30 or 6 p.m indiana time whatever that time zone is eastern eastern time yeah. eastern time you can check us out live uh if you're if you're not gonna check us out live subscribe to us on podbean or itunes and on podbean <laughs> on podbean or itunes subscribe to podcast and you'll get us you'll get us every thursday 
plus any extra content that we do, such as Happy Fun Metal Time with Nick and Dick. Uh, and then coming this April, we'll also have the Game of Thrones Season 7. No, it's Season 8. Yeah, it's Season 8. The final season, uh, we're doing a standalone series where we weekly go over each new episode until the series is done. Matt and I uh, are talking about doing a sports show. Matt and Tyler are talking about doing a sports show, so you'll get that too. Yeah, Tyler, you also talked about doing an extra thing with me, but then we never talked well, about it again. Well, I've, I've been trying to refine that idea. Okay. So once once it gets not polar vortex outside, we'll, re- <laughs> yeah. we'll revisit that. <laughs> yeah, love um, it. If you're not already, we are part of a network of podcasts called the Journey into Comics Network. You can subscribe to them on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, uh, all all the podcasting services, Journey into Comics Network, and you get shows like Journey into Comics, Journey into Wrestling, Poor 360, Kids for Sale, Voice of Survival, Adulting Ain't Easy, Dungeons and Dudes, Bruise with Dudes, Us, Podcastrophy, Crucial Tunes, Crucial Tunes. I think that's it. Foodies watching movies. I was gonna say Foodies watching movies. You get you get all those shows all on one feed, including our show. But if you want exclusive content, subscribe directly to us. And if you liked what you heard and or viewed today, leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah, please it'll do. Really, it'll really help us. Uh, or if you want to directly support the network, the J- Journey into Comics Network has a Patreon. Uh, and you get early access to all of the shows as soon as they are done ed- being edited and uploaded. So, For a dollar a month. For just a dollar. And then you also get extra content there as well for, I think, $3 a month. Something around there. Either way, if you want to support us, we have a Patreon. Hit it up. Uh, we're hoping to have some T-shirts and stickers and stuff soon, so keep an eye out. It'll be there. We doing big things. Yeah. Uh, again, big shout out to Andy Ace and Josh Curry. Uh, please join us again next week. Uh, Andy says, "You guys rock. Love what you're doing, and I'll join in anytime I can." Hell yeah. That'd be pretty cool because we're we're starting to get into like you know Skype and stuff and skyping people in, so that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be we'll gladly have you on anytime. Awesome. So, with that being said, that is all that we've got. I've been Dick. Alex. <laughs> I'm like, am I just supposed to say my That's name? That's challenged, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Challenged, At Alex. At this point, I feel pretty challenged. I'm I'm Sleepy Boy Tyler, and I'm Dick. And your dick. And please make every day a big dick day. Bye, guys.